And we're live, ladies and gentlemen. Welcome to the Hope It Helps podcast. We have my first guest here, Miss Yasmin. How you doing? Hi. How you doing, Yas? I'm so excited. I'm so honored to be the first guest. Thank you for coming. Thank you for coming. Uh, of course. I thought it'd be interesting to start about talking about podcasts and why you, lis you listen to podcasts, what kind of podcasts you listen to, and just take the conversation from there. Sure. Um, so I'm not a huge podcast listener, so I listen to about six or seven ch uh, channels. Okay. Or, yeah, shows, I guess. Yeah. Um, I listen to podcasts for different reasons. So some I listen to, for example, The Breakdown or First Person or Korean Cultures. I listen to to get news, to get new perspective on news, to just understand what's going on in the world. That is beyond what's on the regular channels or regular formats of news. So it's not on TV or on Instagram or what have you. Um, I find that these podcasts in particular tend to show a different perspective that isn't a mass perspective so it's a more honest it's a bit more researched it um, they get interesting people to give you different perspectives so that is mostly why i would listen to a podcast versus other means of um, channels and means of getting information mm -hmm. but then the other channels that i listen to are very different so there's the for example listening to flow sessions from jason silva or yoga girl or access consciousness but these are mostly to do with my healing journey or my meditation sessions or my whether i need guided meditation or whether it's to unravel a topic that is about um vibrating higher or just trying to understand a different kind of thought thought process or thinking so that it's very different how i use my podcasts mm -hmm. i the only way that the only continuous thing that i do with my podcasts is that i definitely listen to them in the morning always i'm as not a, as i drive yeah. or as i i put them on while i get ready so i put them in the shower in the morning um i just feel it's a different flow of energy when i do that in the morning versus at night and at night i tend to want to watch rather than listen so interesting that's where i'm at <laughs> okay that's very interesting let me come back to the news ones that you listen to sure. so they say they give you a different perspective so it's just I, i don't listen to any that are like news related so it's interesting that you do so what are they is it just two people having a conversation or are these people like experts in the field are they journalists like walk me through a bit more like of how those work sure so i'll start with for example the breakdown so the breakdown f made from uh, the north star um with the guy that I can't think of his name right now, but let me just pull it up real quick. Pull it up. Um, he, it, with Sean King. So Sean King, my mind just went blank, but Sean King <laughs> is a journalist, an activist, a politician, a somewhat of a politician, a um, defender of the underdog, etc. cetera. Okay. So he, um, what he does is that he makes, he brings in different interviews, yes, but also he himself does a lot of research before he sets up a podcast or before he talks about a topic. And what I find uh, interesting and also um, engaging about his to his topics is that he picks things that people don't want to talk about. So he'll talk about um, the Middle East when it comes to, for example, Palestine and Israel, or he'll talk mm. about what happened in Sudan. But at the same time, he'll talk about police brutality in the States, or he'll talk about um, if there's a man on death row and he's innocent, or mm -hmm. he's about to be executed and he's innocent, etc., etc. So he talks about everything he talks about what's going on in Iran. So he isn't um, filtered okay. or um, censored in his, in his topics and what he tackles. So that 
so he has a good balance of what's going on, let's say, in the States versus what's going on in our actual world, which is where we live in, in our regions. Yeah. So, and he tends to get a lot of research to back it up. He um, makes sure that he's interviewing the right kind of people. He brings in resources, sources that are truthful and uh, legitimate and credible. Um, and yeah, and he, he really closes it off where he, when you're done listening to him, you want to go out and do something. So it's not just you just be, you're informed and that's it, but rather there's a part of you that's like, oh, how can I help? And he will list out ways that you can help. Like a call to action kind of. Exactly. Exactly. So that's why I, for example, I would, I listen to the North Star. Okay. And do you think the people he brings on, because with those kind of shows or with news, especially like, let's say mass media news. Mm-hmm. They kind of try to portray a certain image or a certain, you know, ideology or something mm-hmm. like that. But I'm curious with him, does he bring on guests that think similar to him and they have a topic topic about talk about it, sorry? Or do they does he bring on people that even are completely against what he believes in and what he talks about or is it like what, mm-hmm. what's the difference uh, he doesn't bring on that many people by the way he does his research okay. so it's just him he's almost like a reporter or a news uh, breaker let's like say an an- and okay. he's yeah like an anchor okay uh, so he's not it's not so much of an interview as it is a news piece so he, if he were to do his interviews, he's coding people or he's restor- He's getting the, he's getting kind of sources from them, okay. if you know what I mean. He's not yeah, actually yeah, yeah. sitting down and having a conversation with them, or at least not on his show. Mm. The objective of his show isn't as much to debate as it is to inform you of the fact of what's happening. Okay. Do you know what I mean? Yeah. So it is more so to say this happened, and let's say if we need to go back as to why it's happening, he will pull up resources, he will pull up sources or uh, articles or researches, etc. However, the objective is to state what's happening today or what state where we are today and what we need to be doing. Also, he let's say his news piece is, as I said, quite he's very he's an activist. Okay. So everything okay. he's saying is this is wrong, and we mm. need to fix it like this or we need to do this or can you believe that this is happening in today's world in a country that is like this or free or not free or we need to support them this way or that way Mm. and he also tends to especially let's say for example if it's something about what's going on in a certain country where we're not getting the full picture because we live in a certain place where we may be not not getting the full picture of things just because of censorship etc he will then present a truer picture let's say okay yeah, but I mean, no one's perfect. I'm yeah, sure he's. Yeah. I'm sure he's biased or whatever. But in his the, own, yeah, in his own way, his, yeah. yeah, exactly. But a, but yeah, that's why I quite enjoy. He's very uh, different to the usual. He's not afraid to say what he actually thinks, or it, and he's he full on puts on his opinion into mm-hmm. the into news, which yeah. is um, which is rare. That's true. Yeah, that's true. Which I'm curious, which episode from the ones you've listened to did I guess resonate with you the most or make you feel that or give you that you know feeling like fuck i need to do something about you felt like you had to do something about whatever the topic was uh so many um so many he had but the thing is some of his topics are in places where we can't do anything so if he's talking about let's say the death penalty in the states and you voting or Mm. or voting for bernie sanders or supporting what's going on there or trying to end um the guy that's going to get lynched lynched is that the word uh tomorrow i think um how you can actually vote or how do you can get your mayor it's all these things like i can't participate in i'm not i'm not american so but um just understanding what is going on in countries that i 
have no idea what's going on. So what was happening in Sudan, what was happening in Iran, what, what a little bit more understanding over the last situation in Palestine, etc., um, over the agreement and all that. That gave me, that leaves me with, oh my God, I understand so much more. I can mm. have a better conversation with people. I sure. can g- build my own opinion, build my own understanding. Um, so yeah, so for me t- to then go away, the action points that I would walk away with is going and doing more research and going and reading more about it and trying okay. to get a second opinion or trying to learn more. Um, but will I go vote? I can't. Yeah. I just... This, in that way I can't but will I go read about something else more yes which episode in particular honestly every single episode I've listened to (laughs) has been great (laughs) every single episode I've listened to literally and you feel it's given you new perspectives on a couple of issues 100% 100% 100% he also kind of brings you back because sometimes when we um, live in a little bit of a bubble and we feel or, and sometimes you, a part of you it depends on who you are but sometimes a part of you wants to do something or hears about news and feels like a little bit of a reaction mm. but then you know three days later you forget about it or you, oh you'll post on it and I'm I'm one too I'm, I'm not gonna lie I'll post on Instagram about it yeah, I've, I'll I've post seen a story <laughs> and I'll feel like oh I'm participating <laughs> and I'm making it a big deal and I'm saying how I think but in reality I then function and go ahead and live my own life, life and I have and I'm super grateful to to be living a good life yeah um but what he does is at least when you listen to it and you hear his passion and his like a shock and, and like his disbelief at where at what is going on and and, and the, the injustice of whatever is happening whatever topic he's talking about it just kind of checks you back and you go one second one second i need to actually take this seriously and if no. there is a serious issue but actually read up about it and actually see where and how i can help whether it's donating to charities or talking about it more being more informed so that i mm. can be logical and actually change someone's mindset or perspective about said topic about and time, get yeah. that kind of support from someone else okay and you said you mentioned that you like to listen to podcasts in the morning, but mm-hmm. at night you like to watch video. Why? What's the, what's the, that's interesting. Yeah. In the morning, mm-hmm. I'm super, yes, I'm active. I'm ready. <laughs> I am, I have energy. <laughs> I am open. Mm. I'm excited. Uh, and, but I'm also, there's, I used to anyway, have a lot of like, there's the, the anxiety creeps in as soon as I wake up. So for me to kind of not succumb to the anxiety and not succumb to the overthinking, I like things that come in and kind of quiet it down. Even though I know the podcast, they're talking, it's a conversation, yeah. but it's a different tone and it's a different flow. Mm-hmm. Uh, so, and usually whether they're, they're meditation podcasts or news podcasts, even something as, as um, excited as Sean King, <laughs> uh, it's still... A shuts shuts off my brain and I get mm. to focus and I get to listen and focus on whatever I'm listening to in that moment and fully succumb to that topic and okay. fully mold into the topic as yeah, I'm yeah. doing my day-to-day morning routine. Um, and, and my drive to work doesn't become a mundane drive to work, but it becomes I'm aware, I'm listening, I'm You're focused, learning I'm learning something and I have a fresh perspective and I think it's wonderful to start my day with a fresh new perspective that I didn't have when I went to bed the day before. Sure. Um, but then at night, I need to switch off usually. Okay. So if I'm not engaging with people, if I'm not having conversation with my friends or going out or whatever, um, then I need to turn off. So yeah. I turn off by by using my eyes and engaging all my senses so it's my eyes and my my hearing because i'm obviously hearing the show or whatever um but it's 
when I listen, there's work that my mind does that it doesn't do when I'm watching. So when I'm watching, really? it's in front of me. I can see my mind doesn't need to imagine. I'm focused on the image in front of me. So I'm not my vision, my vision, visionary uh, aspect of my brain sure. isn't actually drawing anything because I'm watching it. Yeah, you're fully focused on Exactly. That. Yeah. But then when I listen, then my brain is activating, drawing out what I'm listening to. So okay. I get to create the motion and the movement and the people and whatever I'm listening to in my mind. Okay. Which, and, but that turns off, obviously, when I'm watching something. Yeah, yeah. Um, but it doesn't mean that I'm watching useless things. I could be watching a documentary. Yeah, I yeah. could be watching uh, anything from friends to a documentary. Like, yeah, it doesn't friends, matter. Of course. But um, <laughs> yeah, but it, yeah, I need to watch at night. I think also it's a force of habit, for sure. Yeah, for sure. For sure, it's a force of habit. But it's interesting that you see, because I'm the opposite to you in the sense that like, when it comes to audio stuff, I I can listen to it, but also I notice like people say like, oh, I'm listening to this podcast, like, but it's in the background or it's, you know, I'm not really like you're listening to it, but you're not really focused on it. And that's my issue. If I'm listening to something after a couple of minutes, no matter what happens in the world, my brain is going to fucking, it's going to go off somewhere else. Hell so yeah, for sure. So it's hard. <laughs> it's hard for me. And that's why video, like you said, I prefer video because I'm focused. So like even... <clears throat> like I put Joe Rogan on I'll be doing something on the computer I'll have Joe Rogan on on the side mm-hmm. on my laptop but it's still a video so even though I maybe I'm not fully focusing on it the fact that there's a video my eyes are kind of like just you know they mm-hmm. focus on that like in a way if it's not even though it's not 100% it's enough for me to really get what this conversation is and like what's going on if it's especially if it's something like I really want to watch or like I really like this oh it's an interesting speaker it's an interesting topic mm-hmm. I have to watch okay otherwise I can I just can't focus are you the same with reading then Reading, uh-huh. I need complete silence. I need no, I need hundred like no music, no. Oh, actually, no. Some some jazz vibes on Spotify. <laughs> Check that out, guys. It's fucking amazing. Some jazz vibes on Spotify. <laughs> I can sit and read for for hours. No, it's mm-hmm. fine. Okay. S- speaking of reading, I haven't read in a while, man. How, have yeah. you been reading? Yeah. Really? Fuck, yeah. Let's get back into it. Yeah, yeah. I'll give you some books. What are you reading? Right so now? I'm reading a book called. Um, vibrate higher <laughs> no literally it's called vibrate higher daily i'm not even joking i'm not um, i'm i 100 believe that <laughs> it's amazing it's a really good book so far okay um er, before that i was reading um i was what was it called uh talking to strangers okay which i will give to you because you must read okay it is so good all right what's it about um it's about um it is a it's it's not a story. Um, it's different case studies per se. Okay. Where the, the concept of the book is to show you how um, sometimes strangers can get away with either not saying the truth, or but they could be saying the truth, but we don't believe them because our default is to think that they're lying, mm-hmm. or our default is to think that they're saying the truth. So it's it, so that's one aspect of it. I might be explaining this terribly. Whoever's listening and has read it and goes, that's not what it's fucking about. <laughs> well, whatever. Uh, this is how um, you see it. <laughs> but it's also a book. Um, it just, it, it goes back into explaining uh, or dis- evaluating or exploring our instincts to, in terms of how we believe people. Like prejudging people? Prejudging people okay. and how we believe what we're told and what we don't believe. 
and what kind of ex- and the judgments that can influence a whole spiral of of, mm. of scenarios and um, co- consequential uh, actions sure. that happen just from a moment, whether yeah. it's a look, <laughs> an eye, something yeah, you yeah. said, the way you said it, etc. Mm. So he picks up really interesting uh, case studies. One of which is a case study about the how the CIA got totally uh, duped by the um, uh, by Cubans. Okay. Uh, and it's it's I'm not I'm not gonna say anything sure. more because you you have to read it okay. and it's just about how someone can get away with something for so long and you have no idea just because of just the 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 way they have been or the, the way you've perceived them mm. that you have so deeply pre- created this uh, image of this person that it is even though even though there are signs for you to pick up on that you might not pick up on because you, you are so fully you're kind of blinded blinded by what you've created in mm. your mind yeah, that yeah. is different to what they're doing. Um, and then another case is the case uh, of, you know, the the story of the girl who was in Italy and then uh, the, her roommate was killed and then she she was an American in Italy, uh, a foreign exchange student, and then Amanda Knox. I, I've heard that name, but I, don't, yeah. I know nothing about so it. She, she was, um, so her so one day she wakes up, like she comes to the room, she finds that her, her roommate is dead, like a lot. So it turns out that they were convinced, people were convinced that she's the one who killed her and her boyfriend simply because when she said that oh i didn't do it she didn't look remorseful nor did she look guilty nor did she look like she cared so they're like for sure she did it yeah. and she's like so i literally said i didn't do it but no one believes me because i don't look sad yeah so it is so interesting there's other ta- there are other um it sounds like a great book it's an excellent book it's there's also another case of this guy who was, um, I th- I'm sure you might have heard of it. He was a the gymnast, The there was this the national gymnast, gymnastic team in the States. Oh, the guy who was like... Uh, he was he was there... Um, with, the, with the kids and everything? Yeah, with the girls. With the girls, so, with the girls. Yeah, with so the girls. he was their... Uh, their, their trainer, their, right? He wasn't their trainer, he was their on-call doctor. Um, oh, so okay. he was their like, physiotherapist, whatever, mm-hmm. and then he would literally, he uh, assaulted every single girl yeah, yeah. on that national, cha- uh, I think it's a national um, it was Olympic gymnast team. Right? Olympi- yeah. Yeah, 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 yeah. Every single one of them, and he was, while their parents were in the room. What? And the parents wouldn't know. How's that? That can't be possible. That's that? 100% possible because the, there would be a curtain, so he's behind the curtain, he's checking her. Okay. The parent is in the room, Okay. And he, while he's checking her, will fondle or will like stick his fingers or whatever he'll do. Mm-hmm. Absolutely assault her, full on, full okay. on rape, right. full on. Okay. Uh, with his fingers, whatever. Yeah. And <laughs> while while the parents in the room, the then but there where he built so much trust, so much trust with these parents and the girls that the girls wouldn't even say that he did what he did. And then if they would talk about it to other girls, they'd say like, yeah, but yeah, he did that to me too, but you know, whatever, it's okay. So it's almost like it's normal. It's almost normal. And then when they tell, and then eventually they would tell their parents like, listen, I don't want to see him anymore. He's not, he's not actually helping me. I don't feel better when I see him. I'm scared or whatever. They would say, oh no, you're anxious because of the national or whatever. Exactly. Which like, he's, he's the best guy around. Like he's been with you for years. So there were so many parents in the room while he did what he did and got away with it for ages. That's fucking crazy. For ages, but because of trust. But did the the girls, when they are telling their parents that they weren't comfortable or whatever, did they they not say? They they would never say what he actually Ah, did. They would never say what he actually did because like, how do you say, you know what I mean? Yeah, when yeah. you're, especially as young. a victim, they're young. They're young, right? They're, they're young. Like they're 14, 13, right? 14, 15, 16. Yeah, yeah, yeah. They're young. They're really young. Um, yeah. And also, when you, it's a, just a different mindset. Like, it's the he talks about the psychology of when you're in something that is so 
professional or so um, competitive. Okay. Like when you're part of a team and mm. you're part of something that's competitive and you're a national, like you're on the Olympics for God's sakes. Like it's not, there's, it's really difficult to come in and say, no, I don't want to do it or no, I can't do it or this doesn't work for me or change this person or change that person. You kind of, I think, lose it to the bigger goal. Yeah, winning. yeah. You're like, oh, I'm, I'm, this is what I'm here for. Exactly, I'm here for this, so exactly, like, exactly, exactly. Ma- manage this maybe. 100%. And then he talks, there, it is such an interesting book. I will, you have to read it. But the, you brought up a very interesting topic because this is something that I think about a lot uh-huh. and I've been like trying to work on myself. So, yeah. <laughs> so um, over the past, like over, the, over like a long time, someone can do, like you said, an action. It could be an action, one moment, one look, whatever. And then your brain خلص, automatically is like sees it. And whether it's positive or negative, it's going to create the story. And it's very hard to break that story. Mm-hmm. But I've noticed as well, like sometimes you're right that this person, oh, this person is a fucking asshole. Like he mm-hmm. is, you mm-hmm. know, that look meant he's an asshole. But other times I've jumped to conclusions. I don't say them, but in my mind, I'm like, okay, this guy's an asshole. But then over time, once you get to know the person a little bit more and stuff like that, you realize like, oh shit, they're not, you know, they're really not. Mm-hmm. And then I start to feel guilty. And I'm always like, oh, fuck man, why? Like, you know, like, why, why did I think that? Why? Like, mm-hmm. I, I'm like, why didn't I give give them more of a chance you know my, i look at the whole the whole picture and when i did my nlp course it tells you like the map is not the territory so that moment that snapshot in time is not the full picture you know so mm. just kind of learn to be a bit more compassionate and understanding but it's difficult it's hard to not like jump to those conclusions even when i do now i don't okay i'll question it i'll be like hmm. but i still feel it I still will feel that way for a certain reason. But that, you might not be that person. You maybe had a bad day, you know. Mm-hmm. But the question I ask you is how, I guess, how much, what's what's the limit of, like, your compassion? What's the limit of your understanding before you're like, khalas, fuck this person? Yeah. Or, like, yeah, no, yeah. this person, okay, great. Yeah. What is it, for, how do you think about that? That's so interesting. That is so interesting because I am such a person who follows my gut. Like if I get a wrong vibe from someone, done. Done, yeah. yeah. But, um, well, at least I used to be that way quite a lot. But then I'm, I've am i been trying to step out of my ego and trying to step out of my judgment space. It's and hard. It's so hard. It's, it's really hard. so hard. However, it's so hard. Especially if you're, you've been proven before that you were right. Yeah, like my exactly. gut feeling was right, and exactly. I was right, and and I was right. Yeah. Okay. Time. Okay. I gave you one, two, three, four, five, and I was right. Yeah. So yeah, it's yeah, hard yeah. to be like, oh, maybe you're gonna yeah. surprise me, or <laughs> yeah, yeah. You know. That being said, um, it is oh, is really difficult to to set aside that vibe that you get in the beginning yeah. when you get the wrong vibe. However, what I tend to do is I try and give them opportunities, give the person opportunities where I could see them in a different light. Okay. However, I have also learned to learn, I learned to trust my gut. So um, if within those multiple scenarios, there is, yeah, they might have changed their who they are and as in like they might surprise me mm. and they're different and okay, yeah. I guess they're having a bad day. But if underneath all that niceness and, and good and whatever there is there is that vibe that i cannot shake off no. 
then I'm, 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 my gut is right. Like the vibes you can't fake. You mm. can fake um, conversations. You can fake. Um, you can fake. You can fake a lot. Of a course. lot. Yeah, you can yeah. fake a lot. Uh, you can fake feelings to, to pretend like you care when you don't really care. Whatever you can fake. Of course. But can you fake vibes or your energy with people who sense vibes and energy? Mm. No. No. I sound like a fucking maniac. I know, <laughs> but. Honestly, I'm like, I, I wish I had more words, but there's just to explain it. But it's just, it's not tangible. It's nothing physical. It's yeah, just, sure. and it could be every single word that's coming out of their mouth is what a good person should be saying. And their eyes maybe bend as they should and they shine as they should and their mm. smile is there when it should be. But their energy, if their energy is not right, then it's not right. Yeah. Like it is not right. I cannot, I can't shake it. Yeah. I won't be able to shake it. And then in the end, of it all, I will probably be proven right. Or or it is simply that our energies do not match. So okay. maybe they match incredibly well with other people, but just it's not for me. Not for you. They just, and you that's it. Just, and it's just, just not for me. Them, yeah. However, sometimes you will be like, oh, this person looks like an absolute prick. And then they're like, <laughs> oh my God, they're so nice. And yeah, they're yeah. funny. And they, they're just super shy. Or they're, or they're judging me because maybe mm. I'm a bit, because I can be intense when I meet sure. people. I can be ha- yeah, just, a lot. Just whatever. a little bit. Okay, this isn't a critical <laughs> moment. <laughs> so some people are like, what the fuck? <laughs> Back off, please. Just it is literally it. 7 a.m. But, um, <laughs> but so, so that is something that also I take into consideration and I go maybe... I'm too much, so mm. and, and that pushes them away. So maybe that's why I'm getting a weird vibe. So I, w- basically, long story short, is that I try and step out of my own ego and step out of my own judgment so that I give them multiple opportunities to show me who they are at their own pace, not at my pace. Ah, that's interesting. Yeah, so I've not, never thought of that. Yeah, so when they want to show me who they are, not when I want them to show me who they are. Uh-huh. That's Do you a, get what I mean? Yeah, that's a very good point because yeah. I've never I've never thought of that by the way. Uh, about that the yeah. pace part is super interesting yeah. because with me like like you said there's different paces. People like I guess come out of their shell mm-hmm. or show you different sides of them over different periods of time could be one day, two days, two weeks, two months, whatever it might be. Exactly. But I noticed with me as now you mentioned it with me I'm like, "Oh shit, I have I definitely have a pace to like my my judgment." Of course. You know like f- first time asshole I'm like, mm, "Okay." Mm. Second time, you're like, mm, like, by third time, if you haven't like shown me something like really like, oh, you're a, not this person that I think you are, then like my judgment kind of gets set. Yeah. Set in stone. Yeah. That's really interesting. Yeah. I've never thought about the pace. Because part. your your perspective is your perspective and yeah, you're yeah. the way you paint and your perspective is what creates your reality. 100%. So their perspective creates their own reality and it could be that they have a very different way of flowing thing, of flowing, mm. simply put. They just flow differently to you and it, maybe it takes them 12 interactions yeah, yeah. to show you who they are. Or maybe it takes them a serious interaction to show you who they are. And it's like not in these like group settings where you're with a lot of people. And mm. you know maybe in those scenarios, you're never going to see who they are. So yeah, you can have a hundred yeah, yeah, yeah. that you'll never see. Mm. But then one-on-one you would or vice versa. Or maybe they, they feel awkward one-on-one. Like it's just, it's just different. So there's also a lot of patience in that in one in allowing someone to take their own time to show you who they are and it's an investment and an effort that you need to make a decision whether you want to do that in the first place yeah do i want to give them exactly that time maybe old me 
uh, would give all the time in the fucking world. <laughs> oh, now time. I'm like, I don't get like whatever you want. You want to show me who you are when you're ready. Come show me who you are. Well, I'm here. Yeah. Like, uh, you know, yeah. Um, but yeah, but it's just it's it's patience. There's also a lot of patience to yeah. not quickly jump. A patience and also a willingness to know that you are also not the same person you were three weeks ago, three months ago, five a year ago, yesterday. Yeah. You know, so there is also a compassion in with yourself mm. first to be able to be compassionate with others Other too, yeah. and being patient with others too. You know what I mean? That's very true. So I think that goes hand in hand. When it comes to, because you mentioned gut a couple of times mm -hmm. and I'm kind of similar in that way. So my question to you is when, 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 because there's gut and there's like reality and logic. Yeah. Right? And prejudice. Yeah. Yeah. And judgment you know, and, yeah. and all that stuff. Yeah. So uh, like I understand gut feeling and gut feelings there for a reason, you know, from what I've read, at least it says that that's. That feeling you get, that's the first feel. Like, it's, I can't remember what the, I'm paraphrasing here, but it's like you feel it. Whatever you feel in that moment, like, there's a reason for it. And then your brain, after a couple of seconds, begins to like create the story and like mm. logicalize this feeling or like try to create the story around this feeling, whether positive or negative. Yeah. So, when is it time to like sometimes, and it's like, no, maybe my gut is wrong. You know, all the evidence in front of me is showing me this and otherwise, but I still feel this way. So how, when it comes to like, when those two things are going head to head, what do you, can you lean tip? Like, is it hard for you to lean towards one or like, what would you, how do you think about that? I think in those moments, I would have a conversation with the person if it's a person. Okay. And literally say, I X, Y, Z feel this way, whatever, feel X, Y, Z. And, but my gut is telling me X, Y, Z. And I need to bridge this gap yeah. or build the bridge or whatever. Um, I also don't necessarily know how wrong a gut can be because the gut is like your almost, it's your subconscious. It's, mm. it's not you. Yeah. You, you today, reality, you, conscious, you, thinking, you is the everything else. But your gut is instinctive. It's yeah. not, it's not thought about. So it's true. Mm. Everything else is not likely to be true because you mold it and you sh shape it to what you want it to be. Okay. And you let your prejudices and your thoughts and your things that don't belong to you, things that you have been taught or things that you've carried over or things mm. that aren't actually truly you. Yeah. But when it's that unthinking the, the first like yes or no yes you that know what reaction. i mean that reaction yeah. that physical reaction mm. that is truth you think so i think of it as truth because it feels light okay it doesn't feel forced it doesn't feel thought about it, and it's it's so natural mm. i think anything that's natural is is true so mm. i could be wrong i could you could we could have this conversation uh, in a month and in, in a year and, answers, and yeah. i'll tell you oh my god my god is always wrong or whatever <laughs> But I just feel like something that is <laughs> physical yeah. is real. And I think things that have been better, because I think everything's already in the back of our minds, whether we know it or not. Okay. So I think if it comes out without me forcing it, it is a truth. And then okay. my logic and then my everyday and then my own trauma and then my own issues come in and stop me from or change it. Mm. However, that being said, let's say you are consciously in your conscious mind or thoughts are making this into a positive and actions of let's say a person or situation is proving to be positive but your gut keeps saying you know there's something no, weird there's something weird no 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 so then i think then you need to i would say if it's a person have a conversation with them 
even though if that means that you are disrupting their pace because they may not want to have such conversation with you. That's true. But so be it. You need to do you. Um, and then if it's a situation that is, so it's not, you can't have a conversation with the situation that maybe you track back and you go, what the fuck is this feeling? Like, what is this? Why do I What's feel weird? Feeling? Yeah. Exactly. It does it belong to me. Why does it belong to me? And you ask, does it belong to me? Does it belong? And maybe it doesn't belong to you. Maybe you think this is gut and it's not gut. It's just your own, something you've learned and it doesn't belong to you. It belongs to, I don't know, one time someone told you something and it stuck with you and now it's manifested into this. Sure. So also knowing, I think that, is this really your gut or is this mm. your, an issue Where's that you have from, that yeah. you haven't unraveled and mm. now it's being triggered by this scenario and you think it's your gut because it's like deep in your stomach and it's weird, uh, yeah, but it's yeah. actually not your gut. You mentioned something that's interesting because I don't really understand that point. So I want to get some more. When you say it doesn't, this doesn't belong to me. What do you mean by that? I don't understand that part. What? Yeah. Okay. Because I know we've spoken about this before, and you've explained Sorry. it to me, but I didn't. I still, till now, don't really under, fully understand what. That okay. Means. Um. Not all your thoughts, not all your reactions, okay. not all your behavior and learnings belong to you when i say belong to you i mean really yours a lot of them are reactions you've learned from people around you okay so let's say let's say you um i'm gonna give you a really dumb example sure you someone chews gum next to you and they pop their gum and you absolutely cannot stand the <laughs> fact that they're popping their fucking gum okay and you're like what is wrong with you and you're like <laughs> losing your cool and they do it again and you're like i'm gonna punch this person i'm literally gonna punch this person yeah but in reality who cares they're just chewing gum and they pop it yeah it can be rude okay but who told you it was rude yeah who made you, why are you getting this upset? Like you're getting this agitated over something that is so not in your world, in your realm. Like, is this your partner? No, it's someone on the bus or someone in the wedding. It's not in your circle of influence. Sure. So why does it matter? Okay. So then you go back and you go, okay, why? Who, who does this, why am I reacting like this? Who does this belong to? And then you go deeper enough and then you, for example, again, this is all hypothetical. Yeah, yeah. You get a memory of, let's say, your mom okay. yelling at you, screaming at you for chewing your gum and popping it. And you have then associated a uh, trauma you've been anchored to that. and anchor mm. to that memory. So to you, this triggers you. But in reality, it doesn't belong to you. It actually belongs to the fact that your mom thinks it's rude. And I'm giving you such a dumb example, but just to put it in context. No, it makes sense. So... A lot of the reactions we have, a lot of our our instinct, not instinct, our first, like, no, I don't want to do this, or no, I can't do this, or, or someone compliments you and you can't accept compliments, for example, like these things, whatever, <laughs> these things don't actually belong to you, mm. or like the instinct to be like, yeah, I could do it. I know, or not, it's, I, I keep using the word instinct. It is not the word instinct, but the, the mindset, mindset to yeah. be like, oh, I'm going to, I can do this. Of course, I can achieve this, or of course, yeah, I'll be good if I get on a bike and you know, cycle for four days, I could do it. But like, it's uh, <laughs> it's not really, but that is the natural way to do it. If you had, you know, confidence, the reassurance, the, the surety, whatever. But then we are more likely to have a mindset that is negative and we are more than likely to be like, I can't do that or, or no way, who's, who's going to believe in me or who's going to give me a chance or sure. there's a the thousand people, why would they pick me? Yeah. That kind of thing. Yeah, yeah. You go back and you go and think like, why? Why do I think this way? Like, why don't I think better of myself? Or why don't I think positively of a random person that I meet? Or it's just those random reactions that don't make sense. Yeah. In a logical sense. When I go, why are you getting so mad? And you're like, I don't know. It annoys me. But why? Mm. 
it's why, why, why. Who yeah. does it belong to? Oh, it's not mine. I've carried it over with me. I see. Okay, so being anchored, to, uh, so an anchor exactly. that you've learned from like your experiences from in life, experience. from other people, from and that's what you know triggers you in certain moments to react in a similar way. A hundred percent. A hundred percent. It's just like if you, um, maybe you don't you normally in a logical standpoint wouldn't get annoyed by uh, snoring. Okay. For example, but then all of a sudden you start to get really annoyed by snoring. And you're yeah. like, I can't deal with people who snore. And why? And then it turns out, who does this belong to? Oh, it belongs to my grandfather because my grandma would talk about how he snores all night and she was so <laughs> unhappy. And now I've associated to that. Sure, sure. Again, I'm using such trivial examples. They can be much bigger and much more important. Mm. But in for my journey, all reactions that I'm like, why do I react like this? Yeah. Why? It's so mm. heavy. Why do I react heavily? Oh, it's not actually mine. It's yeah. a, it could even be it could even be something as a stranger, by the way. It could be you were on a bus or you were in a cab driver and you had a terrible experience or you had something negative happen and it stuck. Khalas, that's it. Yeah. So, any so other it doesn't want I yeah. yeah. So I, mm, I I just as in like it doesn't have to be your parents, it doesn't have to be your siblings, it doesn't have to be your cousins, it could be a teacher, it could be a friend, it could be a stranger, it could be uh, something on TV, it could be anything. Yeah. Do you think um enough people I don't know. I don't know about maybe here, but in general in the world, because mm-hmm. over the last year, two years, I think I definitely have like been asking myself a lot of why questions, and trying to go back and like understand exactly, like you said, where does this come from? Why is this anchor being created? Why do I feel like this about situation? Why do I feel that way? So I've done that a lot, and I know you have as well. And I think it changed both of us into, I think, better people. I hope so, <laughs> at least. <laughs> I think so. No, <laughs> <laughs> I hope so. But do you think most people nowadays do that? Because I've, when I walk around and I see people and they're acting in certain ways, just acting how they do, I'm like, have you ever like asked yourself why you think this way? <clears throat> have you ever asked yourself why you speak like this? Have you ever thought about like, like you're running on autopilot? Do you know what I mean? You haven't gone in and tried to figure out where where like where all the buttons that make all the shit work together a hundred percent i also realize that i think a lot of people don't want to do that either but i don't know why but how easy is it to just stay in autopilot of course it's so easy yeah it's so easy it you know you know firsthand how (laughs) difficult it is to go in and open that closet exactly with all the skeletons and the issues and the ugliest sides of you that you hope no one ever sees sorry i bashed the mic like no one ever sees and you're like oh my god this is how i am like this is how i could be what it's it's not and also it's so difficult to see things that you've been through that are terrible like if you've been through terrible things like if you've if you've experienced terrible things, if you've experienced a lot of trauma, if you've experienced a lot of pain, or you've seen a lot of pain, or you've seen a lot of problems, things that you should have never seen that I you hope no one ever sees, sure. it's really difficult to go. You know what? I'm gonna open that back up again, and I'm gonna feel the way I felt again, yeah, so that I can come out of it better. That is hard, sure. and a lot of people don't have a the strength. But B, they don't have, also they maybe don't have the privilege that you and I do, that we that we have had the doors open to us to be able to take a moment and reflect back inside. Mm-hmm. I, it's, there's a privilege in that 
awareness and that and that awakening sure. it's amazing and yeah. it's it's something to be grateful for so a lot of people don't have the opportunity to do that because everyone around them is also on autopilot okay you know what i mean so yeah. if that's all you know if all you know is autopilotness which you don't even know that you're on autopilot but if all you know is that no you don't talk about things or all you know is that the only way for me to get up in the morning and function and function for my kids or function for my uh, my wife or my husband or my partner or function for my work or be able to put food on the table is if I just go on like nothing ever happened to me because if I take a moment and look back, I will crumble mm. and just to self-destruct. Mm -hmm. So if that's all they know, how... You know what I mean? Like, how do you sure. tell them, hey, guess what? There's a whole other world to <laughs> dealing with your shit. So start dealing with it and stop just working out. Like, there's so much more on the other side. Mm. So I think I think it's so hard. It's so hard to do this. Yeah, it is so, hard. it's still hard. Like, it is still so hard. Yeah, it's, are, it's so not done. We're not no done at all. Way. If we just like <laughs> scratch the surface. 7.5%, like, <laughs> literally. At most. Yeah, yeah. At most. Yeah. At most. Yeah. Even as I'm talking about it now, there's still things that are like popping up left, right, and center for in my sure. mind, like fucking ghosts. Yeah. So, do you know <laughs> what I mean? Sure. And yeah, I'm like, oh my God, I have to go back and deal with all these now. <laughs> <laughs> so, imagine, like, imagine how difficult it is for people to, to willingly go back to something that is so hard and so painful. Mm. The instinct is to forget about it. Even, even your body physically, it uh, stores pain. Yeah. So, Obviously, your mind's gonna do that. So for you to go back and be like, you know what, I'm gonna, I'm gonna deal with it. It's hard. Yeah, man. Sometimes it's so hard. Yeah, emotions can literally make you physically like sick. Ninety. Okay, like I'm not a doctor. Yeah, and, but they can. Whatever. So I'm not. Don't quote me on this. Obviously, world. But I'm pretty sure, like a large percentage of your ailments are due emotional. to emotional things that you've suppressed. Very sure. Mm. Very, very sure. I speak from personal experience. Same, yeah, yeah. And from people around me, like, mm. for sure. So, you mentioned a good point that the people, sometimes it's the people around you that, you know, it's not their fault, but like they're on autopilot. So, you're naturally on autopilot like with them, right? Mm -hmm. So, I'm curious for you, because yeah. I know this last year, especially, has been like a big, like, whoop, a big change. Mm -hmm. There's been a big change. So, was there. Was there we so when I went to that uh, thing, uh, the what was it? Fuck, the on Wednesday. Yeah, the thing on Wednesday, the yeah. podcast thing. Yeah. So the question was, there was a question that I really loved, and so we had to speak to like pretend we're interviewing like the other person and talk about it. So the question was, and the question to you is, tell me the moment, or if you can, tell me the moment where or when everything changed for you. Okay whoa yeah first of all yeah it's a great question oh there's many moments that a lot of things changed for me and mm. on multiple moments multiple yeah. moments however is there one that there's you just, many like, but one that sticks with me of the many that others yeah, with yeah. Me, but i'll just tell you the first mind the, the first thing that came to my mind um which was and i was in new york and new york. in new york city um shout out to one two um <laughs> so i was there um i went on like a trip on my own blah blah whatever so i went and there was a there was this uh in in there was like a i don't even know like a marketplace 
And then there was a lady who was three ladies who were selling uh, crystals and they like read your palm and all that shit. <laughs> and uh, and I stopped because I love that stuff and I could do it all day. Like I love I love I, I love that. So I so I was like, oh, I'll just stop here. And then the lady came up to me. Maybe you know what? Maybe she was trying to get a customer. She knows exactly what to say to trigger someone to make him intrigued. So she gets a couple bucks out of you. Okay, whatever, whatever the fuck it was, whatever her intention was, I don't care. Sure. All I cared about is whatever she said has now brought me here. Whatever she said, like triggered. Something so, triggered you. Yeah, so she triggered. So she said she was like, and I was wearing a, I was wearing a yellow dress because she, she meant she's like, you're so, she, what did she say? She was like, you have so much brightness trying to come out. Okay. She's like, you have such a shadow. She's like, there's such a, like a, like a fog to your brightness. She's like, and I, she's like, you're smiling really hard, mm -hmm. but she's like, but you're sad underneath yeah. it all. And I was like, I'm so positive. <laughs> like, what do you mean? Ask anyone. I am the most positive person you meet. Uh, whatever. Um, <laughs> and then I was like, why? Okay. So okay. then, yeah. So, and then that was it. And then we sat and we talked and uh, she mentioned things and obviously whatever, she, the hocus pocus, whatever you want, this is her job and she needs to get paid and Obviously, she's going to try and woo you into doing yeah, more yeah, sessions sure, and all that shit. Sure. But it's fine. Anyway, so she just mentioned things enough for me to be like, thank you very much. I need to go deal with my shit. So I left, obviously. And that's when I'm like, oh, my God, I need to what? I need to go see a professional. Like, I need help, blah, blah. As in not like, oh, I'm crazy. I need help. But no, just no. genuinely, I need to take care of myself on the inside. Like, there's a lot to clean up mm. that I haven't, that I thought I cleaned up. But I didn't. Mm. I didn't really. Yeah. I forced myself into making sure that I'm okay to like push through and survive. But in reality, I didn't deal with it. I didn't clean it and yeah. release it. I need yeah. to clean and release. Even even the words that I use today are so different. To the, to like my terminologies, my vocabulary mm. has, has changed. Mm. So that was the moment. When, and then also after that, I started having different conversations with people, with you, with other people. And they're all saying like, yeah, you, you, you'd seem happy, yeah. but you weren't happy. Like there was something underneath that showed that you weren't really happy, that something was wrong. Yeah. And then I was like, yeah, now I know. <laughs> <You> know? <laughs> um, but I mean, I think you, we all know, but it's, do we want to deal with it? Yeah, I think that's a very good point. I think sometimes, I always tell people or I always think that we all know like mm -hmm. our problems mm -hmm. and we all know like and we're all we're, we're all aware of them but sometimes it needs someone else to kind of see it and kind of bring it and like hold up to your face like a mirror for you to be like oh shit mm -hmm. this is really like a problem and i haven't like addressed this but also to come back to your point that this is the point that i struggle with the most which is when you think you've taken care of it mm -hmm. and then like two, three months later, like something will happen and you'll still like think and react the same way. But like, even though I'm like, no dude, like, I did the work, you know, <laughs> fucking change, man. <laughs> you know? And that's yeah. when I get so frustrated. Like I yeah. know I've told you this like many times. Yeah. So, and it's hard to keep telling yourself that even though it's true, like, oh no, this is a process. Like this is a journey. Like it's all, it's all part of it. Like you told me mm -hmm. that thing, Rome wasn't built in a day. Very mm -hmm. true, very mm -hmm. true. Good quote. Um, but it's just hard to deal with it. It's hard to be like, because you're like, oh, I thought I took two steps forward, but like, oh no, I'm, why am I still here? You know, I still feel like I'm in the same place. Maybe I have moved, but maybe it wasn't, maybe it was like 0.5 steps instead of like two steps. Yeah. So what do you, do you feel that too? Of or course. Like of course I feel that too. I think if, 
anyway, anything that that it's too deeply ingrained for it to be fixed in a couple of things. You know what I mean? Mm. Things that when I say things, I mean like sessions, if you're seeing a therapist or sessions, if you're doing healing sessions or like energy focuses or whatever you want or journaling or blah, 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 whatever it is that you're doing to get yourself better. Um, that is, that takes, um, that takes time to remove. And it's just, I mean, just think of a wound on your arm okay. or a wound anywhere. And oh, the wound itself doesn't even the next day, okay, so it's like a gash and it's bleeding. And think of it like this huge wound that is dirty and old and mm -hmm. like molded. And there's like fucking mushrooms coming out of it. <laughs> and then you clean the mushrooms. But then okay. you can't do everything at once. So your first layer, you're going to clean the first layer. And then you're going to think, okay, I'm done. But you're not done because there's shit under that layer that you've now fixed, cleaned yeah. so that and you clean that up and then you clean that up, and you keep cleaning you keep cleaning and then it's progressively gets smaller but that doesn't mean that if i poke it while it's still healing it's not going to hurt you that's a fantastic like of course it's gonna analogy that's an amazing analogy guys remember this boom one. boom she did it stay tuned <laughs> <laughs> that's a really good analogy actually to explain it it's very true it's yeah. very true especially when it's emotional it's even like 10 times harder also we we pick up new tools to fix those things every day yeah exactly. so i might i as in like i don't have all the tools to fix it today but i might have two three more tools tomorrow and then that way i can fix other angles of it i can change the color now or i can make it hurt me less or i can you know something make it smaller or whatever so i think you just you pick up things more and the more you pick up, the more you learn, but also you have to stay consistent in wanting to make yourself better and want to yeah. stay consistent in wanting to heal that, whatever it may be. And the hardest it is, the hardest one it is will make, oh, when you're on off the other side, wow. You're yeah. going to be like, thanks. Yeah. Think about the, uh, like what, you know what I, and also like think of it as, a, I like to think of it as like either I'm in, I'm in a mountain. So every time I go up a step and it was so hard to get up that, slope mm -hmm. whatever i i'm like oh my god there's so much more left and i thought i was done and it's like no no it like clears up the air clears up a little and there's like another peak so you get to the other peak but then when you're every peak you reach to you see more stuff yeah more things that you could use that could help you that you're like oh my god it, that thing isn't that big anymore and it's a bit smaller it's other things i mean sure so i think it just you just get a visibility through the journey yeah that you mo that you don't have yeah. and Things take time to heal. So it's annoying. It's so annoying because you're like, w I'm supposed to feel 100% every day now because I'm aware. And now I have, uh, <laughs> you know, an understanding of yeah, like yeah. consciousness. So every <laughs> I should be so okay all the time. But no, there are days when you feel like shit. Yeah. yeah. When you feel down and like as like the old you. Yeah, and you're like, exactly. why? I shouldn't feel like exactly. this anymore. But yeah, you yeah you should. You're, yeah, you should because you're, you're removing, you're releasing. Yeah. A question I always think about, and I still have no answer for it, is why do sometimes we wake up like one day and we feel fantastic? And then another day we wake up and we just, like you said, you just feel like shit. But I don't understand why. You think of, I think about, okay, did I, was it the food? Was it the sleep? Or was it whatever? There's a million factors that could play into it. But over like in general, like during, let's say for, for a person that's working, your week is pretty consistent. Like your routine is pretty consistent. Like you wake up, you like have your coffee, you do whatever you do, go gym. You do, okay, maybe there's more hectic days at work than others. But I still don't understand why sometimes I wake up and I feel like shit and why sometimes I wake up and I feel like fantastic. I don't get it. Why do you, what, what do you think about that? 
I think well, 100% it happens, 100%, and it can happen uh, in the same week, uh, 45% of the time. It can happen. It can happen a lot. But I think what I think happens over time is that you might have less days where you wake up feeling like shit and more days where you wake up feeling better when you do the work and the healing or whatever or the progress and trying to improve yourself and become someone better, et cetera, et cetera. That being said, do I think that those days will ever end when you wake up and you just you stop feeling like shit? No, I don't think so because you, as, as routine-based your life can be and as consistent your life can be, the stuff that's happening on the inside is totally separate to your day-to-day. Mm. The stuff that's coming up from the past is totally separate to your day to day. Also, things that we don't take, don't consider, like changing the way you eat one day to another. Insert, even for example, let's say you've had a very super healthy days, now all of a sudden you like have a insane amount of corn starch syrup. For example, I'm sure. giving you a stupid example, and then all of a sudden you had a weird dream, and all of a sudden you wake up feeling groggy, and you're like, why do I feel like shit? So there's different elements in your world that can make you feel like shit but that being said and not but and so that means that what for me what mm. that means when i wake up like shit it's an opportunity for me to exercise the that tools. part of me the tools mm. and also the muscle that i've now developed or and i'm trying to work on to make me switch from oh i feel like shit to you know what i don't f- no i'm gonna work through this why do i feel like shit oh because this 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 i thought about last night or mm. this 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 is has somehow risen to the surface or i'm not dealing with xyz or whatever yeah. and then i can switch from shit to good yeah because i think we do need those days where we feel like shit so that when shit does come we can handle it because okay. shit comes yeah yeah it's always going to come it's always going to come so if you wake up every day feeling at 100 100 100 and then life comes in and slaps you out of nowhere mm. what do you do how do you how do you shift back into how do you come how up do you out it? of how the shit? Manage? How do you come back up stronger? Yeah, I don't know if that answers your question. No, no, it does. It does. I can. I think I totally agree that this is it's just life. There's always mm-hmm. life. There's always going to be up and down. There's always going to be good days, bad days. But on those bad days, to your point, when you wake up feeling like shit, and it, which is okay, you know, you tell yourself it is okay to feel this way, and then, but when I think that okay, I'm gonna ex- use the the tools that I've learned to switch my mindset or to go more positive. Am I? I start thinking of the question. I'm like, by doing that, am I just, you know, I'm not my dealing with this? Am I really like going in and understanding why, or am I just using all the tools I've learned to get into a positive mindset? I mean, the tools that we should have to be using are tools that we should that should allow us to go into the why. You know what I mean? So the tools aren't so much to switch from negative to positive, but it's mostly to go into that negative and understand why is that negative there? Mm. What is it? What's the source? Why? Who does it belong to? Blah, blah. And then once you deal with it, then you switch to a positive. You take out all the worms and you throw the acid and then you move up. Do you think it's always possible to find the answer? To, no. to why you feel like that. No, I think you need, sometimes you need help. Sometimes you need you need your source of people to help you. Whether it is your uh, your therapist, whether it's your friend, whether it's conversations, whether it's your parents, whether it's your sibling, whether it's your partner, whether who, uh, but you need, if you need help, you need help. But 
also it needs to be the right persons that you mm. go to and they need to be the right people they need to be the people that are there to move you upwards and that is a non-judgmental space for whatever negative that you come in with that we can deal with mm -hmm. together or you and them or whatever yeah. so i think yes you can try and do everything on your own but i think there's enough resources and hopefully your life can be abundant enough that you have sources that you can go to and get help and seek out help mm. to to get out of whatever that's negative why do you think that we're always as people we're so good at giving advice we're the kings of giving advice like when it's your situation like oh bro oh man this is me i do this this is that it's so mm. easy not a problem flip the situation and when it's me or like when it's other person like oh my god i don't know how to fix this and <laughs> right. even though i just told you how to fix it <laughs> yeah but no, like for me no it's different it's different you know it's not the same it's like you, you don't understand that it's different so yeah, yeah, yeah. I, i always I, i always question why 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 does that happen i don't get it i don't get it. i'm like how can i say this to you and i f everything i'm saying i fully and truly believe this you know and this is why i'm telling you this to help you out but when it's me or when like the other when you flip the switch and it's you in the situation you're like no 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 totally different now what do you think what do you think is the I reason think because for that? of ego ego i think our ego interrupts the flow for yourself i think it's so easy when it's someone else it's an external factor it doesn't influence you however mm. however i think you give advice differently when the person you're giving advice to is just someone and this is going to impact their own life and that's it and then when you give someone advice to someone who whatever decision they take will also impact your life I think that is a different flow of advice. Okay. That is a bit messier because there's two ways. Two ways. You have the influence of, oh my God, this might affect me. So you have that part of you that's like, I don't know how to use this advice for myself because it's, you know, how you're like you're saying, like, yeah. oh, I don't know how to take it. How do I, how do I fix this? Yeah. Versus like, yours totally separate to me and this is only going to impact your life. And honestly, like, it's just you. And I don't know what tools you have and I don't know what you can. And to me, it's so easy. So just do it. It's because also there is, in my opinion, there is a clarity when you're outside of something mm -hmm. that you can provide to an external factor, external okay. person yeah. versus when you're, you are within it, mm. it's too clouded because you're in it. Yeah, yeah, so yeah. it's hard for you to have that objective mindset mm. and recommendation. And of course, it's so easy. Just do it like one, two, three. Yeah. So then when I say like when you're giving advice to someone whose decision is going to impact your life, that's when it also, I think, can get clouded because, again, it's going back to you. Okay. So when it's when you're involved in it, mm, I think you're it a bit gets more. Clouded. Yeah. Because yeah. there's an emotion attached yeah, to it. Yeah. And there's an ego because it's me. Yeah. Your your first layer. Yeah. Your yeah, first yeah, layer yeah. of reception is there mm. versus the, the thinker, which is yeah. the third or fourth or fifth or sixth fucking layer. Yeah. Down yeah. Inside It's so hard to separate from emotions, man. Even when you're aware of it. Even when you're aware, like, oh, I'm feeling this right now. And when you can, and when you train yourself to think, like, I could feel something and have the tools and already have the awareness and whatever in that moment to be like, oh, yeah, it's fine. But it, it's still, it's not enough. You know what I mean? And it's so frustrating. I'm like, why? I know. I'm aware. I know the answer. I know where this is coming from. I know how I've... Flipped, I already flipped the switch in my mind. I've changed the picture. I've mm -hmm. gotten a different perspective. Mm -hmm. But I still feel like this. It's so annoying. It's so fucking of frustrating. Course. I swear to God. Of course. Especially when, when you have the tool. Exactly. I'm like, you're like why isn't I, it working? I used the right yeah. screwdriver. What the fuck yeah, is this shit? Exactly. Why isn't it going in? Yeah. Exactly. 
But then in fact, it's like you weren't supposed to use a screwdriver in the first place and you had to use something else. And you, <laughs> but, you needed like, but you need an external source sometimes. That's when you need help. Yeah. And that's when it's okay to reach out and yeah. get help, I think. Yeah. There's a lot of people that I think are also, they don't mind help. They're very happy to help people, but they're not comfortable or they don't like asking for help. And I'd never understand why. Why do you think that is? What do you think the reason for that is? Um, as a ex um, ex uh, ex-helper? addict to ex- no, ex- no, no, not ex helper. <laughs> I still help people. I'm as an ex addict to not asking for help. Um, for me, mm. uh, there was way too much guilt and asking for help. Guilt. Guilt for me. So okay. for me, I loved to help and and like like do what I can to ease that person's pain. Sure. From a pain of any kind, any kind, even just a, ugh, annoyance, any kind. But for me to ask for help was like, oh my god, I'm gonna add this on their plate. I can't do that. Like no way. Oh, the, the, it was way it would feel literally like weights were dragging me down mm. and the words wouldn't even come out like i need he- the words i need help mm. i don't think i said said for i don't know how many years mm-hmm. like i need help is in a sentence i used. used or can you help me with this or can i ask you to do this for me or whatever um also to those people who love to help and don't know how to receive help yeah are people who think giving love is giving love through assistance and through helping people and through providing and giving, 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 Mm. giving. But then these same people would wish to receive love Mm -hmm. without having to ask for it. Okay. Which is fucked up, obviously, because not everyone can read your mind and not everyone can know that you want help. Sure. But it's like, I'm not going to ask for help, but I really sincerely hope that they can help me somehow. That they figure figure out that I also need help. (laughs) But at the same time, you've created this persona of superwoman or Mm -hmm. man where you don't need help. You just give help. I'm the helper. Yeah. yeah. And also, people will tell you, do you need help? And you say no. Mm. And you repeatedly say no. Yeah. To the point of like, okay, I'm not gonna, I'm not gonna help you. And you're like, oh my god, fuck, I need help. But for me, again, for me, it yeah, was for you, yeah. pure guilt, okay. sheer, heavy, debilitating guilt mm. that I could not, would not accept help okay. at all. Um, and also, it was there was shame, and there was um, shame. Yeah, because like, why can't I do this myself? Why can't I fix this? Mm. Why can't I figure it out? Figure it out. And also, a I think, a lack of trust. A lack of not trusting people. Yeah, I guess not trusting people, but also a trust that you won't be disappointed by what's the outcome. Because you have a certain expectation because you've given a million percent. Mm. So you're like, I kind of expect a million percent mm. and I'm not going to get a million percent because mm. in reality, who the fuck gives a million percent? It's a few people that give a million percent. So you're like, you know what? I'm just not going to ask at all. That way, with the nothing that I get, at least I wasn't disappointed. I had no expectations. Interesting. You know what I mean? Okay. But then obviously, this is no way to be. Like, no way to be. You will be bled to death yeah. and miserable. So just don't do it. <laughs> Did you feel when like... Uh, when you were that person at the time, was it, I'm guessing it must feel quite, like, it must be so stressful to, like, try to manage and deal with everything, like, yourself and, like, not be able to ask for help. Because I don't think, I think now you're a completely different person. So, 
how, I guess the, my question is, how do you feel now compared to how you felt, you know, before? Or do you still struggle to ask for help sometimes? Do you, do you still think there's there's more to do? I think I still, yeah, definitely I still struggle for help, to ask for help. I think I've gotten way better, way okay. better. I think I do genuinely full on say, like, I need help. Or if someone wants to say, oh, I'll take care of it, but okay, great. Just that already is a huge, a huge jump, a yeah. huge jump for me. Like, yeah, okay, take care of it, no problem. Um, and to let people do things for yep. you, like, the, is huge. Um, but also, it is so wonderful when you take a moment and think, like, wow, there's people who want to do stuff, like, want to help <laughs> yeah. you, like that. You're like, I'm so grateful. Like, how abundant is that? Like that love. Um, so that feels amazing. Um, how, what it feels like when you don't ask for help and you just deal with everything yourself it feels it is not you become very unkind to yourself you you unkind. you're unkind to yourself and you become super your conversation on the inside is not pleasant and it's not something you would ever say to anyone else but you say to yourself no it's very harsh it's very disciplinary it's very um it's mean. It's not good. And then it manifests itself into other aspects of the way you deal with yourself. So it manifests into uh, physical ailments or it presents itself as a lot of stress or it presents mm. itself as like explosive reactions or or it expresses itself in, in solitude and retracting mm. and just being within yourself and uh, not wanting to deal with people. And also it also um, represents itself in in becoming super sensitive, super triggerable. So anything triggers you, you're very sensitive, you understand things wrong, you take things the wrong way, you jump to conclusions, you think everyone doesn't really like you and everyone doesn't actually love you or everyone doesn't actually want what's best for you or things yeah. like that. And then you become, it, the trusting people gets really clouded. The trust. Yeah, and then you can't trust yourself because you don't let yourself like be good to yourself. To yourself, you know what yeah, I mean? yeah. So that's how it feels. Mm. That's interesting about the trust part mm -hmm. because I think a lot of us are not struggle with, like you said correctly, like we're very easy. Like we're the, our big, I think we're our biggest critics mm -hmm. and we tend to be quite harsh on ourselves, like, you know, in our own minds and our own things, how we think about things. And to change that is difficult. Like, for example, one of the things uh, I did that hypnotherapy course that I told mm -hmm. you about. Mm -hmm. So one of the exercises was to you have to stand in front of the mirror every day and you have to tell yourself like look in the mirror and say you are enough okay that it sounds so simple but like whoever's listening like go do it and see how you feel it's you you almost feel like it's i don't know if, I don't know if it's embarrassed or you feel like scared or you feel like anxious like when i was doing it it was like the first few times it took a while it took a while for me to get comfortable with like saying it with like actually doing it but also even though you get to a place that you feel no i am like you know i've done a lot of work so like i feel i'm much better like i feel much better about myself from that perspective but just because i've also learned that just because sometimes even though you think you're enough and you give like 200 percent, you give everything to like so many like situations work career relationships friends whatever and then coming back to your point, which you mentioned about the expectations, when you expect that back and you don't get it, number one, you get upset. And number two, it starts making you doubt yourself. That, oh, maybe I'm not enough. You know what I mean? Mm -hmm. Even though you are. Mm -hmm. So what I've learned 
it's you know, something I still work on and something I still, you know, it's a lifelong thing I think mm -hmm. I'm going to have to work on. But I learned that I watched something or I read something. It's like just because like, you are enough, if these, if that person or that situation can't see that, that means maybe you're just not enough for them. But that doesn't mean you're not enough, but you're your enoughness, <laughs> if that's the way, best way to put it, isn't enough for them. It's very hard to come to terms with that. Or is it that they are not enough for you? Ooh, interesting. I don't know. I've never thought of that, to be honest. I've never thought of that. Because, again, that comes back to, like, expectations. You know what I mean? Mm -hmm. Like, I'm giving you, I give this, I expect, I don't expect, like, I got exactly what I got back. But, you know, you expect something. You don't expect mm -hmm. something. And we don't get it. Like, it's, it's hard. It really does make you doubt yourself. Help, mm -hmm. you know. Mm -hmm. And that's something that I still, you know, have to like. I still work on, you know. I still still have to work on it. 100%. But, it's an, but that's an interesting exercise to do. The you are enough one. Look in the mirror. Do it every day, for like a while. See how you feel. It gets easier. It does get easier. You become more comfortable with yourself. But it's so weird. Like I'm looking in the mirror. It's me. Mm -hmm. it's, I'm looking at myself. There's yeah. no one around. No one's watching. There's no one. And you still get that feeling yeah. like oh I've, someone's watching me yeah someone will see this someone will like whatever do you know what i mean and it's also like looking at yourself in the mirror let's say when you get ready or when you're brushing your teeth or you're putting on whatever on your face a lot is something but then looking at yourself mm. like really looking at yourself and saying kind things to yourself in the fucking mirror it feels is weird, weird yeah. and difficult if you're not used to having positive internal conversations mm. And also, it's you saying out loud. You know what I mean? It's really difficult. Yeah, Even it's, it's, just like saying it now and knowing myself when I do it. I'm just like, oh my God. <laughs> <laughs> no, you know, <laughs> but, but it should be yes. Yeah. And yeah, but it's hard. It's so hard. Yeah. But yeah, I think I w agree with you in terms of when you feel when you need to remind yourself that you are enough and then sometimes people and situations and things drop out because it just doesn't work. But I think if you start thinking that you aren't enough for them, it spirals into a decline or not a decline into a minus about you. It takes you away from me? you. It takes away from it's you. A neg it's a you, negative. It's a negative. It's a so negative. you are not enough for them. Mm. What the fuck about them being enough not for, for you? you? Mm, that's true. What about that situation being enough for you? You know, what about True. whatever that outcome of whatever that job, work, person, town, home, house, whatever. Maybe the, the outcome isn't enough for you and you need different. Mm. That is bigger, better, just different and better. Sure. Doesn't take away from them. It just means that you need something better. Yeah. Because if it's better, it's enough. I suppose. Yeah. I, guess I mean, also the worst can be enough kind of depending you know? <laughs> on the learning the lesson you need to learn but i just think if you keep thinking that maybe you weren't enough for them i just think that means that you're in the minus and that you could mm. have done more to be enough and that is a that's true you will it's a rabbit hole yeah yeah that's actually it's, very good i never considered it, i never flipped the situation I never, i've never thought of it from the other way around yeah me neither before yeah because i like to well i try to like i just try to hold myself fully accountable you know what I mean? Like whatever the, whatever the situation is, you can't like you like you like like they say you can't control what happens to you in your life. Like there's gonna be ten million things that are gonna affect you. You only have like I always tell people I have like a head. I have two hands. This like you can't see it, but this small like space mm -hmm. around me. This is what I can control. That's it. 
you know, which helps because like it makes you like kind of takes the pressure off in a mm-hmm. way. Mm-hmm. But also, it's like I have this is what I have to like deal with. You know what I mean? Like these external factors are kind of gonna come in, and I have to be ready, or at least try to like deal with them myself, and mm-hmm. not not about not asking for help. That's not what it is. But it's holding us before, like if a situation happens before you blame or put blame on everything, because it's very it's so easy to blame something else. Like oh, oh yeah, this is because of that guy, and he Hell said this. Yeah. You know, that's why I feel this of way. Course. It's kind of like yeah, of course. maybe that might that person whatever they said might be true, but. I have to hold myself accountable and like I'm first. If mm-hmm. I've analyzed the situation, okay, I, it wasn't me, then fine. You can mm-hmm. maybe assign blame or assign, but I don't like to because then I feel I'm like, I'm not dealing with it. Do you know what I mean? Yeah, of yeah. course. Yeah, yeah, yeah. Of course. Yeah. But but you 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 have to deal with it. Like you have <laughs> to deal with it. <laughs> I know. There's, I know. There's, you can not deal with it. You can, of course. You can just throw it under the rug and not deal with it, but that rug is going to get pretty bumpy eventually. Yeah. But it's exhausting, can. man. Of course, it's exhausting. It's, it's so the hardest tiring. thing to do. It's so it tiring. is so hard, and there's so much. Yeah, exactly. It doesn't like, end. It's like, like when's it gonna fucking stop? Exactly. Yeah. But wow, also yeah. at the same time, wow, mm. like wow, the new mindsets you get, the new perspectives, the yeah, yeah. new reality that you get every time you change your perspective. It God feels pretty damn, good. Damn, that's amazing. Like it's limitless. Yeah. Literally limitless. Every tiny thing you tiny change you make creates something new and then you feel a bit more like you're you create a lot of things in your life. Mm. And then just that flow is so different. One thing that I uh, I always think about is you like you try to be a more like we were talking earlier not judge people as much, be more compassionate, be more understanding. Now. I what I struggle with or what is difficult for me is like, okay, I can be passionate and understanding, but it doesn't mean I still have to accept. Of course not. You know, but in my mind, I'm like, it, those two things kind of go like are, li- are linked. You know what I mean? Okay, no. I can understand where you're coming from, but I don't accept it. But then I'm like, if I really accepted you, then I would be, you know, that understanding and that compassion would like, it would all make sense. It's kind of like a whole... I can I understand know. something. Mm-hmm. I can, as an understand, okay, you explain to me, blah, blah, I understand it. I s- understand that this is your point of view mm. and this is your reality, but I don't need to make it my point of view and I don't need to make it my reality. I don't need to accept it into my reality. I can just say, okay, I get it. Do I allow it mm. is one thing. Yeah. Do I accept it? As in, what does it mean to accept it? Does it is by accepting it, that means I'm allowing it to happen again. Is it by accepting it means, okay, I take this, I put it in a box and I release it and I release you with it? Mm-hmm. Or is it like, you know what I mean? Acceptance can be a lot of things. Acceptance can also be forgiving. So do I take this thing that I now understand and I forgive you, but does that mean that I will continue to engage with you? No. Does that mean that mm. because I forgive you and I release you and I release you off my baggage yeah does that mean that we now get to interact again and you get to be part of the rest of my journey no maybe not but does that mean that could it also mean that we get to interact differently yes maybe not like it just i think i think it depends what you do with acceptance but i think understanding forgiving seeing their point of view doesn't mean that it needs to fully be latch on to my life or latch on to my Mm. thing my root 
You're you right. get me? Yeah, yeah, no, I get what you mean. So that like, so I think it depends. If I asked you, we asked, what does it mean? What does understanding give you? Understand, like, like you said, don't not gonna accept you, but what does that understanding do for you? If because if from the beginning I'm ready, if from the, the reason the reason I ask is from from the beginning already our points of view are different, so I already don't accept it. So the understanding, if the understanding doesn't lead me to have a different outcome, I I'm interested to hear from you what you like. What does understanding mean? If I told you explain the understanding part, what would you say? To me, understanding gives a new point of view, a new perspective that I didn't have before. So I probably must maybe had questions. I had why. I had I don't get it. I don't understand. What what why how what this is unfamiliar to me. Mm. So understanding offers me something new. So now I un- so now I see something new. There is a new mindset or a new perspective that I didn't have before that you are now presenting to me. Okay. And then I get you more. more. So I get you and I get why that happened and I get that thing more. Yeah. And that's it. And I understand. And now I have one more piece of knowledge and one more piece of honesty and a truth that I didn't have before. Okay. And, th- and then what do I do with that truth is something else. That's a different story. It's a different story. Mm. You talk a lot about, I know you're very into like the energies and all that kind of stuff. And that's, you know. Yes. Yeah. <laughs> <laughs> no, it's it's something very interesting to me because I, I just don't understand it. Mm-hmm. You know what I mean? I get it. Like if you explain it to me, I might understand it. But I think I have some bias as well, you know, towards it like. Like, yeah, I it, there's enough believable information, but then this voice in my back of my head is like, bullshit, bullshit, bullshit. You know, yeah, <laughs> of course, yeah, of course, out. of course. A lot so of people have So explain that, yeah. to me, how did you, I guess, get involved, not involved, but like, how did you... <laughs> with the cult of yeah, with the energy. <laughs> <laughs> with all these people. <laughs> how did they pull you in? <laughs> like, how, yeah, like, how did you get into this whole, I guess, energy thing? Uh, okay, um... It's not something that I've, I've recently talked about it, but that doesn't mean that I did, wasn't aware of it before. Okay. So okay. there are times since I was a child mm-hmm. where I would walk into a room or into a house or into a corner of a living room of someone's house mm-hmm. and I literally will freeze and turn around and walk away because I cannot deal with the energy in that room. Okay. How do I explain that into tangible words? Um, There are moments when you will be with people and you walk into a room and they tell you, read the room. Okay. What does that mean when they tell you, read the room? It's kind of like, what's the the way I think? What's the vibe? Yeah, what's the vibe? So what is vibe? Energy. Okay. That is exactly what energy is. It's a vibe. Mm. That's it. It's a vibration. Energy is a vibration. It's okay. the same way light, the kinetic energy, light, whatever. It's all, it's energy. It's mm. it's vibration of something yep. that vibrates enough to create something bigger and a movement or something that uh, moves, a force. It creates yeah. a force. Yeah, yeah. So that is energy. Okay. So people, everyone, carry an energy. Whether, okay. think of it, um, it can be, it can be touchable. You can touch it sometimes mm-hmm. if it's like, if it's, uh, even kept like just think even like sexual energy with someone like that okay. is something that you might not be able to touch but you feel it mm. it like draws you like yeah, you'll yeah. see someone across the room and then you're drawn to them like mm. it's the same thing it's or someone walks into a room and you're like whoa 
something changes, like the room changes, the yeah. vibe, quote the vibe. unquote, yeah, the vibe. changes. That's an energy. Sometimes someone walks in and you're like, oh, I felt so good and I don't know what that was. Energy. Okay. That's energy. So as from a young age, people, scenarios, rooms, things, whatever, I feel something. There's something else that I didn't know what it was. Yeah. What I'm learning now mm. is how to vibrate at a good level, at a higher energy level, where I vibrate higher. That is what I'm learning to do now. Okay. There's a, that, sorry to interrupt. No, no, There's this that, is no interruption. The, the book that you were talking yeah. about, Vi- Vibrate Higher, was that daily. what it was? Oh, sorry, Vibrate Daily. My, my. Vibrate Higher Daily. Oh, oh that's yeah, okay. Yeah, yeah. Okay. Yeah, right, yeah, cool. yeah, yeah. So why don't you tell me about, tell me about that book? What have, you, what have you learned from it? Or how do you, I guess, how do you, First of all, what did you learn? What are you learning from the book as you're reading it? And two, maybe there's some things or some steps or tips that you could someone you could give me, for example, because I don't understand the stuff of how to v- vibrate higher, like you said. Sure. Um, so obviously, the book just um, let's say quantifies quantifies uh, energy. Okay. So it not not energy, but it just quantifies how you vibrate or where and what it means when you're vibrating quote unquote lower and when you're vibrating higher. When you have low energies around you versus when you have high energies around you. Okay. So low energies is everything that is when you're feeling obviously down, unwell, people around you aren't okay, um you aren't okay, you just feel you're just not good and bad thing after bad thing after bad thing after bad thing keeps happening to you and there's Mm. no light and you're just low and like people around you feel low you know yeah um and it takes a lot to get you at a high so you need a lot of drugs or you need a lot of Mm. alcohol Mm -hmm. or you need a Mm. lot of things to like a vice like a vice to Mm. get you at a normal level um or medication or whatever okay then there is vibrating higher okay which is literally just talking about it makes you light up or just waking up and you have a lot of energy and mm-hmm. you're looking forward for the rest of the day, even though you have a lot of things in life that could make you feel like shit. You know yeah. what I mean? If you yeah. let them. Um, it's it's walking down the streets and smiling at people and when they smile back at you, you feel like this rush of goodness. And it's like when, for example, when you're at, when you achieve something and it feels tremendously amazing and you find happiness in little moments, like when literally I, again, I probably sound insane to people, but it doesn't matter. But like <laughs> an, a, a dog comes up to you and will literally look up at you and is sits next to you, for example. And you're like, Whoa, you know, <laughs> but those sure. moments or some, you have interactions with people that are good and you have more and more of these good interactions okay. that you probably didn't have before. Mm-hmm. So, those are examples of vibrating higher, for example. Okay. Um, but also um, that things don't affect you as much and things feel smaller and more, you can handle them better. And you are more uh, looking forward to other moments in life and you look forward to to uh, bigger things and you start to think about bigger moments like, oh, how do you give back? Or, mm-hmm. or, or that's just concept of hoping people would feel better or hoping you can help people or... Or just helping yourself or people around you. Like these bigger conversations that you tend to forget when you're so wrapped up in little nitty issues that you deal with on a daily. Um, and people don't don't uh, influence you as much and they don't you don't get triggered as much. And you, you're like, okay, cool. 
Like not everything's a fight, not everything's an argument. Those yeah. are the kind of moments where I feel I vibrate higher. Now, the okay. book, what it says, sure. tells you, it just gives you, it asks you, first of all, the first section of the book is purely you have to answer questions. Like there's a, tons of no, questions okay. that you have to answer them, literally answer in the book. And it tells you when do you feel that you have, you feel good? When do you feel good? Mm. And what are you doing when you do feel good? So you say, oh, I don't know, in the morning, in the night, da, da. And then it tells you to track back the times in which the time of the day in which you feel best and what are you doing in those moments. And then it tries and tells you when did you, and asks you questions like when did you feel that there was something wrong but you don't know how to pinpoint it? Or when do you feel down and what are the things that make you feel down? Mm -hmm. Or what kind of scenarios make you feel uneasy? Or what kind of scenarios make you feel easy? So there's all these different um, questions that pinpoint you down to trying to, to build an awareness of when you feel good versus when you don't. Okay. What do you do to feel better? What do you do to feel to continuously feel better? And then how do you build it into a routine? Okay. So is it that you need to do more? Let's say you feel, you feel so good when you cook. Mm -hmm. Should you be cooking more? Should you be cooking in the morning? Should you be cooking in the evening? Should you be cooking after a long day, et cetera? Mm. So she helps you build... Also, I'm only 70 pages into like a 300-page book, so bear with me. <laughs> but this is <laughs> sort of what she what tells you, you to so do. Yeah, yeah. Um, she also uh, brings an awareness to you in terms of what makes you feel not 100%. Is it the people around you? Is it the types of conversations that you're having? The draining. The concept of things that drain you. Mm -hmm. What are they? Who are they? What? Why are they so? Yeah. And learning to start to separate away from it. She also does a really good thing where she will present like different scenarios that are going to be shitty in life and that are going to be difficult. And they will come and they will put into question what you've worked so hard on building, okay, what we've been talking about. Yeah. But she gives tips and tricks as to how do you push through and why does it come? Does it come to show you that your energy actually is quite solid or is it to show you that you can stoop a little, but then it's only to come back up stronger or elements like that. Okay. So it's all, okay. That's very interesting. It's a very interesting you concept. Just read it just that, uh, just to, just to understand a bit more. Yeah. About yeah. It, no, I, it's this again, when it comes to all like mm -hmm. energy and stuff, like I said, it's not that I don't believe it. It's just that I, I have a lot of bias around it. You know what I mean? I'm like, Oh no, it's just more about like your mindset. And it, but I, I think they're linked based on what you're saying vibrating at a higher energy is more about comes back to or i see it as linked to being having a more positive mindset uh like what you said was really interesting about how when you vibrate higher at a higher energy those things like the, the trivial things that happen in the day aren't as bad and you know you don't care about them as much like oh fuck it like who cares mm -hmm. that's how I, f I feel that the most on the days i meditate okay the days amazing I'm, the days the days i meditate for the rest of the day I'm, it's not like I'm a different person, but like my head, I'm so much more calm. Amazing. And like it just, I'm, I can think, isn't, not just that, I think much clearer. A hundred percent. Much clearer. And I don't know why. Your frequency has changed. Your frequency, it's like a radio channel. It, energy is exactly like the radio channel. Okay. You keep changing the frequency until you hit the right channel. Mm -hmm. And once you hit the right channel, it is clear. You hear everything. It is it can be calm. It can be whatever. But it is clear, and mm. it is you understand. You hear everything, versus when you're switching, it's muffled. You don't really hear. There's a bit of interruption. There's so much interruption in the frequency. Yeah. And that's it, the same thing with energy. 
Okay. The same thing. Sometimes you need to change completely. You need to go from FM to A, A. J, whatever, <laughs> and what have you. But it is what, and then you find out there's all these other channels on the side. And mm-hmm. you're like, what are all these? And blah, blah. But it's the same thing. So for you, maybe meditation is what helps you rise to a higher vibration, but also to change your frequency. Yeah. We need to, uh, what we, the goal is to vibrate at a different frequency that is different, different to your current frequency that you're in now. Okay. Okay. Have you been meditating recently? I have. Yeah, I have. Which one? Which one do you do, by the way? Who do you use? So like I, did, uh, you I did. I did. Um, what's his name? Robin. Uh, that's not his name. Oh my god! <laughs> you can't be putting me on the spot. Hold on. <laughs> Take your time, man. It's gonna. And it's by the way. You know what's hilarious is that this person is like the most known person in the whole world, and I can't even. Really? What is, is wrong with me? The 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 guy. Um, like the guy, what's his name? Are you talking about Tony Robbins or something? No, no. Um, no, he doesn't do meditation stuff. Deepak Chopra. Oh, that guy. Oh, yeah. Yeah, you yeah, s- yeah, yeah. Oh, okay. Yeah, 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 you yeah, s- yeah, yeah, yeah. How? Yeah. How? Okay. To the to all the listeners. So, how did the uh, explain? 21. Yeah, explain explain what the twenty one days is. Have you finished it? Have you been, or and how did you feel? How did how did it go? Or I haven't finished it. Okay. Disclaimer to all those that are that is on the group. I finished <laughs> it and I haven't finished it. Whatever. Um, it's my own journey. I'm yeah, gonna take my yeah, time with take it. Your time, take your time. Uh, so, it is a 21 day abundance meditation thing okay. <laughs> that you do for 21 days. Mm-hmm. It's an exercise, and you're meant to do it for 21 days because that's how long it takes to, to build, a build a habit, according yeah. to the Seven Habits uh, book. Whatever. Okay. Okay. What people fail to tell you when you start on this 21-day abundance, uh, abundance um, meditation journey is that, A, there's a lot of exercises that you need to do every single fucking day, okay? And they're difficult exercises. They're not easy. Mm. A lot of them need a lot of work. Yeah. A lot of them need you to go in and do the work. Mm. So it is not easy every day to be like, okay, I'm going to get up and start meditating and listen to him and blah, blah. However, that being said, once you do it, wow, do it. Like, it is amazing. The difference, though, for me... Yeah which might not be for other people, I don't know. It's yeah, yeah. within my, because I've done, um, I've done quantum energy healing. I've done a theta healing. I've done multiple different healings that work with your, with your chakras, with your energies, etc. cetera. Mm. Um, what happens it, when I meditate versus when I used to meditate, okay. my meditation now feels very vibrational at a physical level. So my body feels different. So my body, like my my fingertips feel different. And also there is like a, there's a light. And when I close my eyes and I start to vibrate, there is a light that I see that I didn't used to see before. Okay. And it's a, it feels like it's a, like that kind of sound, that kind of vibration that feels, mm. that starts like pulsing. Like pulsing. Exactly. Mm. And I'm like, wow, this feels <sighs> glorious. Yeah, yeah. And it comes with meditation. And he doesn't say much, really. He gives you like a couple mantras to say um, and Sanskrit mantras that you can say and things that that are beautiful and that are clearing statements and that are positive reinforcing statements that are great to say. Um, And some of them are just one words. So there's one word that's called, that he says it's a Sanskrit mantra that is to help you when it comes to disruption and too much noise and it just silences everything and you get clarity and confidence and perseverance and mm. the word is rum 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 r-a-m 
Oh, Ram. Well, he doesn't say it Ram. He says it Rum. Rum. Because I think he says it in like, it, it's, it's Sanskrit. So okay. it's, it's like a English. car. Rum, rum, rum. Exactly. <laughs> but he says it and you say it. And okay. as you say it while you're vibrating, uh, while you're meditating and you start to like, you feel like something is happening. And that I really? never used to feel before. Okay. And that's where I'm like, wow, <laughs> okay. everybody should do this. <laughs> But again, this is me. So like, it's yeah, a, of course, people can vibrate differently. People can can take a moment to to try and change their frequency. But that is a that is something that they need to be willing to, to do. do. Yeah, and also you you need to be willing to accept this sort of information, which yeah. a lot of the time yeah, your exactly. your conscious this lifetime this re, this realm. Mm. We'll tell you that's all bullshit. Exactly. So. Exactly. But you need to also understand that life is multi-dimensional, mm-hmm. and it is not just this not just that this. we live. There's more to it, huh? But again, go explain that to to your normal day-to-day brain. Exactly. Yeah. Is that one uh, I read uh, from when I was doing my NLP course? I there was one quote that he says that really like stuck with me, but it comes back to exactly to this point. Just because you don't understand something doesn't mean it's not true. You know what I mean? And it comes back exactly to that point. So when that when that yeah. guy, that brain, the other part yeah. of your brain comes like, bullshit, bullshit, yeah. bullshit, you know? But it's yeah. just it might just be because you don't understand it. Exactly. But becoming comfortable with that, that or be, not becoming, becoming comfortable, I think, with the possibility that, okay, my brain calls bullshit, but I don't understand this. So maybe... Maybe I'm wrong, or mm-hmm. maybe it is true, mm-hmm. and it's just because I don't understand it that me- doesn't mean you know. Because a lot of people with different perspective, when you have different perspectives on different things like energy, whatever you know, mm-hmm. whatever it might be, mm-hmm. when you don't understand something, your brain halas like it, it, unless you can can't you can't logicalize it. I don't know if that's a fucking mm-hmm. word. Yeah, 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 <laughs> yeah. But you, it's hard for you to like understand it. Yeah. Coming back to meditation, so I was I've been preaching like. If anyone asks me about meditation, I'm like, fucking do it. Yes. It's a game changer. Agreed. But there's a lot of people I've also spoken to that are like, nah, whatever. And that doesn't work. Yes. Okay. Yes. My brother's one of them. My yes. brother's one of them as well. Um, so I wanted to ask you, if I'm like, Yasmin, I'm a, I'm a noob. Okay. Mm-hmm. I've never meditated before. I don't know what meditation is. Because a lot of people think that meditations like have to be thinking about nothing. Yeah, you know, I have yeah, to clear yeah. my mind. Exactly. You know? And if because for example, headspace, yeah, he tells yeah. you clear your mind, and I'm yeah, like, yeah, shut yeah. the fuck up, bro! I don't know how to do that. Like, <laughs> yeah, yeah. I can't. It's hard. Yeah, it's very yeah. hard. Yeah, yeah. So if I asked you, explain to me, what does what is meditation? What would you say? I love that question. <laughs> <laughs> um, I think meditation is not in any shape or form one way. I don't think it is boxed into listening to an app or listening to a voice so that you have a guided meditation and someone who's telling you like, clear your mind and imagine the ocean. And no, Mm. I think you could be meditating by literally going to the woods or going to a forest and literally standing under the tree and just staring at that tree and focusing on every leaf, focusing on the color, focusing on the the granularity of the wood focusing on the brown the touching the tree just being fully truly uninterruptedly focused in that one moment Focus. is a meditation for me okay 
because I think you you don't meditate when you let everything come at you constantly and you're thinking about a million things and all over the place and whatever. Yeah, but I the 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 focus, mm. the the taking the time to to zone into one thing, and one thing that is not like a movie or a lot. No, no, yeah, yeah, like yeah, yeah. truly one thing. Like if it's like I said, a tree, or if it's you sitting on the carpet and lying down on the carpet and just feeling the carpet and staring at the ceiling, that's meditation. And not thinking of anything else other than the fact that this carpet feels super soft and the fabric feels like this under my hands and the mm. sound and what it sounds like and the color and really that focus to me is a form of meditation. Form of meditation. That silence that comes with that focus is mm. a meditation because you come back and you're like, whoa, where did I go? Okay. You know what I mean? Yeah. However, I also think that... Focusing on your lying down and and not and trying to like focus on let's say the ocean sounds for example and you just follow the ocean sounds follow the ocean sounds follow the ocean sounds and then imagine yourself vibrating or imagine yourself with a golden light hitting you and all these kind of different ways to meditate I think is meditation I think prayer is meditation I think whether you pray um, in a church whether you pray in uh, I don't know in a temple whether you pray in, a, in that like that focus that, that where focus. you throw away the rest of the world mm. literally you put you put back the rest of the world and you present yourself in the now of what you're doing is a meditation interesting I because I, I completely agree with you in in a sense that it is really like the focus part is a huge part of it huge part of it but for me for me personally even though I don't disagree, I like all the things you said, like you could be doing just like cooking, you could be doing something that you know, you just focused in that moment on that. Would I call that a meditation? Personally, I, I wouldn't. Don't, mm-hmm. but that doesn't mean it's not. You know, meditation comes, like you said, it's not one yeah. way. It's just because for me, meditation, when I try to explain it to people, it's, exa- it's what you said, but also for the way I interpret it, meditation is developing or learning awareness. And awareness of myself of you mm-hmm. you know what i mean so like when I, i've done i started off with headspace did it for a while I'm like okay it's fine then i did uh calm for a while calm was great because what i loved about calm is there was different ones that would and they would be about emotions mm-hmm. and that was really interesting you know to focus on like or become aware of your emotions mm-hmm. and your emotional states and how to develop like change them and how to just understand them you know whether it's you know greed whether it's insecurity embarrassment anger confusion whatever it might be it really helped i guess give me a lot of new perspectives and awareness again i tell people meditation is not about clearing your mind at all Mm. when i meditate my mind is all over the fucking place Mm. but it's just becoming aware that oh okay this is what's coming in my head. Do you know what I mean? Mm-hmm, These are the mm-hmm. things that are coming up in mm-hmm. my head. It's not about clearing them. It's just mm-hmm. about noticing, okay, oh, there's that. Okay, mm-hmm. didn't know I was thinking about that. Okay, mm-hmm. that's cool. Mm-hmm. Right now, there's one, and this is for anyone listening, and for you as well if you want to try it, that I do. It's by a guy called uh, Vishen Lakhiani. He made it. The guy who, uh, he's the co-founder of Mind Valley. Great mm-hmm. company for anyone who's listening. They have free courses and stuff about everything. That's why I did the hypnotherapy course. It's an amazing company. I love it. Um, and he Mind has, Valley Mind Valley yeah and he has something I'll, uh, there's a book actually called Code of the Extraordinary Mind which is fucking Code amazing. of the Extraordinary Mind it's incredible I think I, I think I have it over there I'll give it to you I'll yeah you yeah, will yeah. thanks yeah. it's fucking amazing Code of the Extraordinary Mind yeah it's amazing damn it's amazing. okay um, 
so he has something, he's created something called the six phase meditation. Okay. It's 15 minutes. All right. But it's like all the other meditations I've did were guided, but this one like is so, what's the word? Like it's, I've never meditated in this way before. It's so complete. So let me walk you through the six stages. So the first one is the first phase is compassion. Okay. So it's about like you imagine there's a, he's like, imagine you're sitting down, there's a white light around you. It's like a bubble. Okay. Then it's grows to, then you become, imagine the bubble growing and being that it's like that compassion is to like your house, then to your neighborhood, then to your city and then to your country. And it just keeps growing, growing, growing. And then at the end, imagine like you see the whole, you visualize the whole world and it's like white bubble of compassion and be compassionate, you know, it's always, and this light's connected to you. It's coming from you. You know, you're giving compassion to all this. That's phase one. Phase two, then he tells you to think about three things, three to five things that you're grateful for about your work, about uh, your day, and about you. Why? Like, just think about three things that you're grateful for being you and appreciating who you are. Then it comes to forgiveness. It tells you, imagine a person or imagine a situation that you, like, you know, you're struggling with or you're thinking and teaches you to forgive it. He's like, so it tells you to say, like, in your mind, like, I forgive you. And I hope that you forgive me too. And then you flip it as well. Imagine the, like that person or that situation saying, I also forgive you. And I hope that you forgive me too, to help let go of things. And then number four, he tells you to visualize your vision for the future. He's like, imagine yourself in three years. What are you doing? Where do you want to be? So it teaches you to like visualize what you want. And like, so you create like, I guess the, the image of like what you're trying to do and like that positive, like makes you feel good. Like, oh, this is where I want to be. That's how, how do you sound? How do you feel? How do you speak? You know, it's amazing. And then the fifth one is about imagine now he's like, imagine the perfect day. Imagine your perfect day. So tomorrow, like you wake up, you have your coffee, you go to work, you go like you have a great, like imagine what the, what would the perfect day, you know, be for you. And that one, that part's all about priming your, priming your mind so that for the next day to wake up in, I guess, a better mood. But you're priming yourself by imagining the perfect day. You're priming your brain to think in that way. And the last one he talks about is a blessing. So this is a blessing. So imagine there's like, he says, imagine there's a light, this golden light shining down on you, okay? And this is like a, from the universe. And it's like, this is a blessing. And like, imagine that light is now inside you and it's growing and growing and growing. And like, it, like now you can like harness that and take that with you. And he ends by like, know that, you know, you're on your way to where you want to be and the unit like the universe is there to help you so like don't worry about it like you feel supported so that's the six phases and when you can like i've done like i said did lots of meditations before but i've never done that and that's such a com i feel amazing after you're done because you've done so many things in such a short time it's so complete it's so complete so anyone listening and to you i highly recommend it I highly, highly recommend wow. it. Wow. 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 I was holding my reaction. <laughs> it's incredible. The whole time. It's 15 minutes. And it does, you go through all that in 15 minutes. The it, book is called? The book is called The Code The Code of the Extraordinary Mind. The Code of the Extraordinary Mind. And he talks about so many interesting things in that. I cannot wait to yeah. take this book from you <laughs> yeah, today. Yeah. Hope it helps. Yeah. Hope it, it helps. helps. <laughs> Hell yeah. It helps. Yeah. 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 Oh my God. Oh my God. Oh my God. Oh my God. It's a great book. It's a but don't you think book. like all the light that is pouring on you and the light mm. that is pouring out of you yeah. and is is energy? Mm. Don't you think that you 
envisioning your uh, imagining the perfect day and imagining feeling what it feels like, like to be in that, to be in that perfect yeah. day is you putting yourself your cells your cells that keep mm. creating themselves in mm. an energy of that feeling yeah henceforth to creating, creating yeah. a new day for yourself yeah with that energy i think i haven't i think he before. just didn't use the word energy but <laughs> i think he's talking about energy <laughs> that's what i think i think yeah, i think you're right i think well, there's no other way to explain it you know there's not i don't like when i do it and when i think imagine that light and like all oh, that i'm I don't, I never just, I just never connected those two dots. I never you know, thought that that's just energy that mm -hmm. I'm giving out. I didn't know what, I'm like, okay, there's the lights and mm -hmm. it is what it is. And it feels great when you're in it. You just feel, by the end, you feel like, man, I did like so, I did so much. I did a lot. But also what I've learned is it's a, because there's so many different parts and things you have to, it takes time. It took me time to like really be able to like fully focus on the meditation because sometimes I'll, it's a really stressful day or mm -hmm. like whatever if my brain's mm -hmm. my bra brain's in 10 million places i'll be listening to it and i'll be going through the stages but i'm not really going through the stages you know i'm not fully focused and like really like in it you know what of i mean of course of yeah. course but then in those moments for me i i'm like okay let's stop and let me deal with what's wrong like let me actually react so if i'm upset mm -hmm. i'm gonna be upset and okay. i'm gonna like for whatever however long and i'm upset and react and react react and then it's like a tantrum when a child has a tantrum and mm. they need to cry it out. They need to scream it out. And then it goes mm. and then they forgot about it. They, not, they don't wake up the next day going, you did. The, you know, they they, they <laughs> yeah. forget. It's been dealt. Yeah. They, they dealt with it. Yeah. And then I meditate. Okay. So you so break I it deal, down. I, I do it and I let, and even if it means that I'm like screaming into my pillow and I'm so unbelievably emotional, mm. but I release it. And then, and I'm like, <gasps> and then I meditate. And I'm okay. like, you know, like, <laughs> simply, oh, I'm going to meditate. But then I meditate. You know what okay. I mean? Yeah. And it could be crying. It could be punching. It could be screaming. It could be whatever. Like, mm. my reflex is to cry, but everyone has a different reaction. Yeah. yeah. So, yeah. No. That's always, mm. you, you have to let it out. Exactly. And then meditate. And then go back. And then you go back to meditate. I think you go back to meditate. Because then, you, then you're like, oh. Mm. And you probably 99% of the time will go, go to sleep. Go to sleep. Yeah. <laughs> yeah, yeah. Like a child. Yeah. Exactly like a child. Do you meditate sitting up or sitting down? or? Uh, it depends. Okay. Sometimes I meditate sitting up. I've mm. meditated sitting up. I've meditated uh, lying down. Mm. I tried to meditate in the shower once. Not easy. Yeah. Not recommended. Um, but yeah, sitting up or lying down. Why wasn't it easy down. for you? Wasn't, it wasn't. Yeah. Why, why did you find it hard? Because uh, because the water would like take me, you know what I mean? Like the the water, I'd like imagine myself somewhere else. I'm like, no, 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 get back into meditation. You know what I mean? It's yeah. just it's, there's too many elements okay. hitting me yeah. for me to because the water I was like the water hitting. You know? yeah, yeah, yeah. But speaking like speaking of the shower, I like a hot shower, and when you're just sitting like under that, and I, if I close my eyes, I'm just like, mm. you know, it just feels. I don't know what that feeling is. It just feels so calming yeah it feels so good i don't know what how to explain yeah, it i don't know how to course. explain it but i also in the showers when i do like a lot of thinking so much thinking but everyone yeah yeah well, uh, there's this like there's a um like a saying that says what did you think of that in the shower this morning like there's it's the, the saying comes from the fact that most of our thoughts 
or a lot of our thoughts are in the shower. Like you have your best answers to any argument mm. in the shower. Yeah. You have your best ideas <laughs> in the shower. You yeah, sing yeah. the best in the shower. You yeah. feel confident in the shower. You make deals with uh, God in the shower. Like, you know what I mean? Like that's <laughs> yeah. when you... Why do you think that, why do you think that I, is? Though? I think, I don't know. Do you know what I mean? It's weird. Is it because like you're having a shower and you're cleaning yeah, yourself? I think maybe, it's, so yeah, I, I think it's meditative anyway as yeah. a physical act to yeah. clean yourself. Mm. I just think the, the fact that there's like you're dealing with an element you're dealing with water okay. so i think it's the same that you if you were swimming and you're in the ocean and the ocean's like you're mm. you're in the water you can meditate if you're on grass you can, you can meditate, meditate if yeah. you're in the mountains you can meditate so i think but also it's so calming because it's a constant flow of a consistent physical softness, softness that yeah, keeps yeah. hitting your body mm-hmm. that is releasing that is cleaning and you know you're being cleaned like somewhere in your mind you know that this is cleaning you yeah you probably won't won't be able to meditate in the pool because you're like this is unmoving water. Yeah. I think moving. I think the fact that it's moving water mm. is what causes calms, calms you. Yeah. Down. yeah, 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 yeah. Yeah. Also, it's such a private, intimate moment with just you and yourself. Maybe more so than in bed. You know, it's literally like at the times that you are showering alone. It's you and that's you and the water. That's, that's it. it. And you are interacting with an element alone. Yeah. I think. Could be. It's could like be the wrong. most private moment you have. Yeah, because you're naked. Because you're exactly, you know, you're, and it's you're just fully even exposed. It's completely, yeah, yeah, fully vulnerable. Yeah, fully. Mm. And there's something that is hitting your your vulnerability, which is the water, and it's soft and it's safe. Okay, you just picked. And up. you trust. Just like if all of a sudden the water goes really cold when you're in warm. Don't I, I feel like shit. I've been aggressed or yeah, something? Yeah, I'm yeah, like, whoa, yeah, yeah. I like feel, been, I'm assaulted yeah. <laughs> by the water. You know what I mean? It's like excuse. No, yeah. I'm angry at the water and yeah, like yeah. to tap. I fucking hate cold water, man. Yeah, yeah, same. Because but it's it, really good for you, though. I right? know. That's the yeah. thing. They say it's yeah. really, really good. Yeah. I know. I like it. There's all signs behind it that says, mm-hmm. you know, like what it does to your body and like it shocks mm-hmm. it. So mm-hmm. more blood cells. I don't know what the fucking like yeah. exactly what it is, but I know it's good for you. Mm. But like if you tell me like you want me to wake up getting out of my bed in the morning when my room's fucking freezing already yeah. and to go into a cold shower, fuck off. <laughs> I, like, I don't care how scientific it is Whoa. for me. Fuck off, man. I want to be in like, go into like another bed in a way. Just another warm, <laughs> wet yeah, bed, yeah, <laughs> if yeah. you want to call it yeah, that. Yeah, yeah, yeah. Um, but you mentioned the interesting point. It's a very good segue to uh, an- another thing, which is vulnerability. Uh-huh. Mm. Uh-huh, uh-huh. That's an interesting one. Yes, it is. So... In the past, I think I was, I tended to be a bit more of a private person, I think. And, but now, I'm like an open fucking book. Maybe even too open, do you know what I mean? But that's just me, you know, like whatever I think I need to, I might, my, for example, my, my, my dad disagrees with, this, disagrees with this, you know, like I feel like, I want to tell you like a story. I want to re- if I want to really get you to understand where I'm coming from and let it like like you know like fucking like hit home for you, I have to tell you like all the nitty gritty details and all the bits and pieces. Now, his argument is that like you you shouldn't be that vulnerable with everyone. He's like because people are assholes in general, so they'll whatever once you bring up a negative thing they'll fuck off the whole story and they're gonna focus on that negative thing which is which he has a point i think it's true as well so how do you so what i struggle with is how do i control that because mm-hmm. it's, it's so natural for me this is me 
You know, mm-hmm. I w- mm-hmm. if you want to speak, I want to speak. I want to tell you everything. So you, because when you know everything, my theory is mm-hmm. or my belief, when you know everything, that's gonna leave. The, that's what's gonna like impact you. That's what's gonna give you that the impression, or that's what's gonna give you the the le- lesson. Call it the lesson if you want. What would you say to that? Or how do you feel about vulnerability? Do you feel like you're a vulnerable person, or do you, is that something you struggle with? Um. I think yes, I've struggled with vulnerability tremendously, tremendously. I was I'm very, I was a super, super private person, super private, and then progressively over time became less so. Mm. However, I think yes, you should be vulnerable for sure, but I think you need to be intelligent with your vulnerability. Intelligent. I think yeah, I think okay. you. Sh- I don't know if you should necessarily be overly generous with your vulnerability. I think okay. your vulnerability is almost like a currency that you have. Okay, that interesting. That can be in your power, that can be against you too, but it's a currency, so sometimes, so it's something you exchange for something else. Ah, you know what okay. I mean? So whether it's an interaction okay. with someone, whether yeah. it's, it's whatever. So I think being vulnerable is necessary. I think it's necessary because there's a freedom in being vulnerable and mm. there is a there is a confidence in being vulnerable, there is a reassurance in being vulnerable, there is a strength in being vulnerable. There's also a tricky dance to being vulnerable. A dance? A dance. Okay. So I think that in some scenarios you don't need to be vulnerable unless you are asked to be vulnerable. Meaning, okay, what do you mean by that? So I think there's some scenarios, whether especially in business, especially in your career, and especially in like negotiations, and uh, when you need something you want that you're going to negotiate to get it. Like I don't know if necessarily vulnerability is going to play you any good. Mm. However, true, true. However, there will be moments when you, for you to get what you want, you need to kind of put the mask down and be a little vulnerable, and be because it's true. Vulnerability is a truth, so I so I think that you need to play it like a like a violin. So you need to hit the right notes in the right moments, and use your vulnerability as a valuable thing, like not a, like a resource. Like a resource and a resource that is valuable, not something that just anyone and everyone has access to. I okay. think because I think. Okay. Yes, there are people who are assholes that will take advantage and uh, for sure there are people who will see it as a weakness and there will people who will see it as, oh, he can't really, he doesn't know what he's doing or like, oh, he, okay, he's so vulnerable, like he's not immature or some shit, something, mm. you know, there's a bunch of idiots who, who feel threatened by your vulnerability for sure. Yeah. So I think hundred, I think vulnerability is something to have and it should be shown more than hidden. However, I think it should also be played in the right moments right and moment. it's not for always, 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 no. But I think that if you were to state things about yourself or be honest about yourself and say things about yourself that other people might see as vulnerability, but they actually aren't vulnerabilities. For example, if you are to talk about just who you are as a person or what you think or... or um what you do for yourself or how you take care of yourself or something like that, yeah. that might seem to someone else as like, oh my God, I could never say that. Yeah. So to me, it's a vulnerability, yeah. but to you, it's like, no, it's not. Yeah, I have a, a whole other world that is what I consider vulnerability. vulnerability. Yeah, yeah, yeah. So, yeah. Hmm. I see it as a strength person. Same here, yeah. You know what I, I mean? said that too, yeah, yeah, yeah. That's what I, like sometimes, like you said, people can take it, look at it as a weakness, but I see it, I'm like, yeah. I dare you 
I dare mm-hmm. you to have the balls mm-hmm. to fucking say like what what I've not necessarily what I've said, but say how you really feel. Yeah. I dare I fucking dare you. You yeah. know, all these guys are like oh, I'm very tough, I'm whatever. Yeah, yeah. Go tell go tell like a girl that like you love her or something. Mm-hmm. I fucking dare you, bro. I exactly. fucking dare you. You know what I mean? I see it as such a strength. Of course. You know what I mean? Like it's... Of course. Because if I'm, if I can say all this, if I can say all this, then I'm not really worried. I don't really give a fuck. Mm. You know, like this. If I can say this and be comfortable with it, psh, like I'm, you know, mm-hmm. you, you feel on, what's the word? Like not gi- threatened. You feel yeah, secure. It yeah. gives you such Indifferent, a... Yeah, it gives almost. you such a confidence that mm-hmm. i previously didn't have for example yeah. you know but i think you're right also that it has to be i think i've gotten better at it at, like you said using it as a resource like as like, a currency like i am very vulnerable of course like if i just meet you i'm not gonna be like do you know all of this yeah, about me exactly. of course, of course. <laughs> yeah of course you can't but also sometimes when you meet people and they ask you a question that you might feel like okay for me to for me to answer this question i need to say the whole story and i need to, to tell you everything so you can understand this point yeah no i don't that's true because i can tell you one sentence mm. that is enough for me and you might not get the full picture but yeah. guess what you, you want to know the whole picture get to know me better yeah and also like I'm, I'm an open book in the sense like yeah you can be an open book in the sense like i'll answer you'll answer yeah, questions answer, straight yeah, up sure. whatever yeah, yeah. but you don't need to know everything about me yeah, exactly. You definitely, definitely don't, don't need to know, know everything about me. Mm. You know? Yeah, yeah, yeah for sure. Because who the fuck are you? Number exactly. one. No, that's true. But also, you don't need to know everything about me. Because <laughs> I don't care what you think. So yeah, yeah. I don't need to tell you. I feel like sometimes if we need to explain everything, it kind of might seem like I kind of need your approval somewhere down the line or I need your advice somewhere down the line, which is why oh, I want to okay. give you the whole perspective because okay. I'm kind of conscious about this last one and I'm kind of yeah, yeah. feeling unsure about it. So I don't want to tell you everything so that you don't judge me. But actually, this is my one point sentence of what, or what my, your answer is to your question. Mm. To me, that's enough. Yeah. You want to know more? You tell me something you tell about me yourself. Something. Okay, and then yeah. maybe we'll exchange if it's needed. If it's needed. I think if it's needed. I think if it's not needed, then then save it. I think just be honest and truthful, but that doesn't mean that you are vulnerable. So when would you say, uh, could you give me an example of uh, when you think it would be needed and when you think it wouldn't be needed, for example? Okay, so I think... Uh, um, it would be needed when there is a raw conversation that's being held between two people and there is an honesty that the other person is giving you and requiring and kind of setting as a stone, uh, setting as a pace for the conversation. Okay. And I think, yes, in that moment, you need to be vulnerable. And also, if there is a, a moment for you to heal or for you to be free of something something. so be vulnerable Mm. and just say it and just just release you know um and if there's a freedom in the vulnerability Mm. then by all means do it but moments where it's like a tough negotiation or where you need to hold your ground because you need to create a boundary then when you're creating boundaries and you're setting boundaries you cannot be vulnerable you need to stand your ground and set that boundary straight so that the other person respects you and your boundary mm. and or respects you and gives you what you want out of that negotiation. Sure. Or you get what you need. And it's like a tough game. It's a tough game. It's tough. It's hard ball. There's no room for vulnerability. Yeah. 
you can be honest, you can be tough, you can be straight up, you can be no bullshit, whatever. Doesn't mean I'm vulnerable. Okay. So that's how I see it. Okay. Interesting. There's actually, uh, for anyone listening and for you, check out this woman called, what's her name? Renee Brown. She has a TED Talk on, and, and a book. She has a TED Talk uh, on YouTube and it's called The Power of Vulnerability. And she has actually something that's on Netflix too. Go check it out. It's all, it's a, like a whole hour thing just about vulnerability. Renee? Renee Brown. I think that's how you, I think that's, I think that's her name. Yeah. Okay. I'll double check it. I'll double okay. check it. I'll put it in the, in the notes for okay. people to check out. Yeah. Um, but it's really, really interesting. And she talks about her journey and how she became a more vulnerable person and like all the like the benefits that she got from it and stuff. It's really, really interesting. Um, but recently, to your point, you mentioned respect. So I was having a conversation with uh, one of my uh, uh, one of my younger cousins and he, we were talking about respect. And <clears throat> it was interesting to see from him that how he saw like, oh, if you have all these things like if you've accomplished like this i have all this money or whatever like khalas you know um i'm res- i'm now a respected person if i have uh, if i have power i'm a respected person and i was telling him i'm like no because you, just, you could be you could have all those things but you could be a fucking cunt yeah. you know you could be a fucking dickhead you know i th- like for me i think respect is something you earn and something that you need to work to earn because not everyone deserves your respect because not everyone gives you the same respect as well. Um, but it's, a, it's I get wha- where he comes from because you assume that. I think power kind of, people demand respect when they have power, right? But I think the way to get it is the opposite. It's the humbleness. It's the, what's the word? Like the, abil- like the ability to, I think, be empathetic with someone you know to really like res- like respect them in that way how what would you say about how do you think about respect i think with power mm. um i don't think with power comes respect okay no i think power with power you can get fear from people mm-hmm. which you think is respect but it's actually they just fear you mm. which turns into loathing or it turns into resentment or it turns into they just end up hating you um so I think power and respect, it, for them to go together, first of all, is so hard. Yeah. But also for that, for power and respect to go hand in hand, that means within your power, you're, you gained it in different ways. You gained it by tr- people trusting you. Mm. You gained it by being honest, by having good outcomes, good intentions, Um that's how you get the respect from people by committing to your word and being true to what you say yeah. um, and not bailing or not flaking or whatever. So whatever you presented, you fulfilled okay. and you were consistent. Yeah. And then, and that's how you rose to power. And then that's how you gained the respect mm. um, you helped or whatever you did. Now for you to, just because you have power, I don't think you have a respect that goes without saying just because you have authority doesn't mean you have respect. Mm. I think you can not have that much power, but you have a lot of respect. Like I think respect can come from people uh, appreciating you mm. and you can get respect from, I think when you respect yourself, yeah, people will respect you That's by default, true. but also when you respect others and treat others with respect and then they see how you treat yourself, how you talk about yourself, how you talk about others and how you live your life and how you 
practice what you preach. That's when exactly. you get respect. Exactly. I think when you you live a double life, when you're all talk, but you live something else, I think when you come out here and trying to teach people or trying to say shit to people about like, oh, that I think, or you're judgy and you think, oh my God, how could anyone do this? Or I think they're living, I think they're wrong or I think they live wrong or or whatever. When you judge and you're full of prejudice and full of uh, opinions about people, I think you can't have respect and you don't respect people Mm. because if you respect people, you understand that everyone is on their journey and everyone lives their own life and everyone has their own way of doing things and you are comfortable with your fucking self. Yeah. That it doesn't affect you what other people do or how mm. they live or whatever. So I think when you speak a certain uh, tune, you sing a certain tune and you live to that tune, respect is, is part of the equilibrium. Yeah. You achieve a equal- like, uh, balance yeah. in your life. You get your own respect to yourself because you to yourself are true. Yeah. So then by default, other people will also respect you. Mm-hmm. Also, when you give less of a shit about people, yeah. people will respect you. <laughs> yeah, that's true. If you care about what people think, no one's going to respect you. 100%. Because you do good, you do bad, always, there's always there's something. Always a critic. People will yeah, always yeah. have something. You say you do good, they'll talk bad. You do bad, they'll talk bad. So you might yeah. as well do what you want. Yeah. But respect yourself. Respect yourself first, for sure. No. For sure. And then power comes. Power comes on its own. If you If you seek power, you can get power easily. You can do it right, the right way or the wrong way. The wrong way power yeah. is... Can you maintain power? That's a different conversation. But can you get power? Yeah, you can get power. You can get power. But yeah. can you get respect? Not if you don't Not respect yourself. Yeah, that's a very good point. I mm. think respect the respecting yourself part is a very good point. I think. And you also spoke about um, appreciation, mm-hmm. which is something that has become a big part for me of like my life, like appreciating. I again, I'm not perfect, and there's definitely days that you know, like you know, you get. Life goes, you know, you just live your life on a daily basis so you don't really take a moment to appreciate like what you have or, you know, the people in your life or who even you, like you are as a person. You know what I mean? Like there's days, for example, because I have like, I try to just get better every day in the smallest way, striving to get 1% every day. That's what it even says on LinkedIn. You can go check if you want. <laughs> <laughs> um, but one thing that I, that, like it's hard to do or i'm it's challenging for me to do is to uh, let's say i wanted to do 10 things today i did three things so naturally the natural thing is like oh man fuck you know like shit i'm not good enough you know it's not that's not good enough that's unacceptable i didn't do that you know instead of flipping that story or like flipping the thing and be like no let me why don't i just appreciate that i did these things today and it's okay it's okay that I didn't do everything today, but I still did these things. So I think appreciating one yourself and then also appreciating other people. Like I tell, I always tell people like, I always say thank you so much. Like I always say thank you. I think thank you is a big, it's, a, it's yeah, we say it like huge. I Huge. Huge. Yeah. Huge. Yeah. Huge. What, okay. You had a very big reaction to that. Tell me what's so huge. No, if you finish, finish. I don't want to interrupt. <laughs> I did, it's fine. No, no. Um... But yeah, I think people don't appreciate each other enough these days. And when you do appreciate someone and you really like show them like, not like, thank you, man, or thank you so much for like this or that. The reaction you get and like the way you, I've seen people's faces like light up, you know, it's crazy. Like, oh man, like, thank, like, wow, that felt so good. Or like, you know, that you see them change. You physically see them like smile or you physically see them change differently. Even like um, my mom, for example, the other day we were sitting down 
I was just chilling, talking, and I can't remember. She did something for she did something for me. I'm like, oh, mom, thank you so much. And she had this look on, like on her face, like like she smiled, but she's kind of like, like, why, why are you telling me that? You know, like it's, yeah. it's I'm your mom. Like who gives a fuck? You know, yeah. I'm like, no, it just doesn't. That doesn't matter. You know, yeah. appreciate. I told her appreciation costs nothing, and then she's like, huh? <laughs> she's like, that's like she's like, that's true. That's true. Yeah. So that's what I try. I try to do, but appreciation is a big thing. I think people need to, or should try, to appreciate themselves more. And appreciate the other people, and um, just people. Appreciate people in your life. You know what I mean. Even strangers, like if someone helps you, it's like, oh man, thank you so much for that. You know, it, it's it's a, it's a game changer. It's a game changer. A hundred percent. Yeah. A hundred percent. I think people say thank you, but I don't know if they if they mean it a lot of the time. One, I think a lot of people just say thank you, like it's an just thanks, like it's politeness. Mm-mm. But I think when you take a moment to thank people just for, first of all, when you just start off, you take off, you take up a person on your phone and you start the message to thank them. But you really sincerely are preparing yourself to thank them. Mm. It is magnificent what happens. There is a switch that goes on and then all of a sudden you feel like you want to thank them for Everything, everything and anything and you have a like a, a huge list of things to thank him for when you originally were preparing yourself to just thank him for one thing but when you like sincerely take a moment to thank and i don't mean like by the way thank you so much for helping me out that day that's so easy but when you go like no i'm actually gonna properly thank this person yeah that's when you realize like how grateful you are for that person but also you feel a rush of love for that person mm. and you feel better. You send that message and there's a goodness. There's a good to what you've sent, yeah. but there's a goodness inside of you. And then that person receives the ball of love, boof, just like explosion of love from you. And they come back with like, oh my God, oh, like a reaction. <laughs> that yeah, is, yeah, yeah. Or like a, whoa, your words mean a lot. Mm. And that is so nice. Like yeah. if we could have more of these interactions yeah, with people, Imagine that ripple effect of just good on good on good on good on good on good. Like, it would be so beautiful. Yeah. The beautiful thing, uh, to, to your point, the beautiful, what well, I think the beautiful thing about, like, for example, sending such a, like, sincere message or, like, just genuinely, like, telling something, someone thank you so much for just, like, for you, for just being you and for being part of my life and for all that is, I think it's one of the few times that, we do think like that is a very like, there's zero like i'm not expecting anything from this no there's zero expectation but in most things we do in life on some level we have some expectation for something you know but mm-hmm. that is just like i don't need to hear this from you this is just something i wanted to say to you because this is how i feel and i want you to know i want you to know that and that's it mm-hmm. that's it i don't mm-hmm. need the message back oh i love you too whatever. Exactly. No, it's fine. if you exactly. do great great and i appreciate that a lot as well of course but that's not, you know, that's not what I'm doing. So it's a, I think it's a very, one of the few selfless things I think you can do. I, I, I mean, yes, it is selfless, but also it's kind of not selfless because you feel yeah, so good. Of course. Because you feel so loved by that person who you're thanking. That's true. You know what I mean? Yeah. You're like, wow, they really did that for me. Or like, yeah. they, they, I have so much to thank them for, you know? Yeah, yeah, yeah. So, Yeah. I think it's, I think it's the thanking is wonderful. I think we're thanking for everything. Just saying thank you, thank you that 
my bed is so comfortable when I go to sleep. Thank you that I get to work safely. Thank you that we wake up and have water and food and well, all these amazing, mm. wonderful things that we take for granted that are so impactful. Yeah. And if we didn't have yeah. them, it would be detrimental to the way we live. For like sure. just saying thank you to that and then is already a higher vibration. Okay. But then also <laughs> thanking people yeah. is next level also when they feel the genuinity of the thank you it's amazing it's amazing yeah it's even like it's it's a little bit like apologizing when you genuinely mean it but usually apologizing comes from a connotation of a negative or whatever because you need to apologize for something okay but then a thank you is purely positive yeah, it's yeah. positive and start even if they supported you through something difficult but it's a thank you. It's a positive from start to end. Mm. There was uh, coming back to on this thank you point. So I watched something the other day on. Um, so Mind Valley. I'm telling, just a heads up for anyone who's gonna go on Mind Valley. If you go on their website once, be prepared to get fucked with ads. <laughs> oh my god! <laughs> Holy shit! You get ads. So many. So many. Instagram, Facebook, whatever. They have a good uh, media budget. Oh, they have. Yeah, that's for sure. 100%. Because goddamn, like, I love the company, but they advertise to me so much. I'm kind of like, need you guys to fuck off right now. Exactly. Like, I need to fuck off a little Give bit. Give them the feedback. Uh, yeah, I think I should, actually. But you'll anyway. probably get, you'll get hit with a, with a survey watch. What? You think so? 100%. Yeah. Brown lift study. 100%. Okay. okay. Coming back to this. Brown, I don't doubt it. But. It's fine. <laughs> um, so there was one, it was a clip about this, uh, about the, this guy. I can't remember what his name was, this Japanese guy. And he went and he interviewed like one of the wealthiest people in Japan, this billionaire or whatever. And he asked him, he's like, what's the secret to like your wealth? You know, what's the secret? How did you do it? You know, how did you get all this money and all this stuff? And he said something because it, it kind of combine, it combines what we've been talking about of appreciation and thank you. So he's like, when I, it's called the, the I, can't, I don't know if I'm saying it right, but it's called the arigato like technique. Okay. Okay. So when thank he, you, arigato is thank you in Japanese. Exactly. Yeah. Okay. So he's like, when you, he's like, it's a, it's all, it, when you, let's say I go, it's like I'm paying for something. You know, I'm taking my card physically with my hand, I'm paying and I'm paying for this product. He's like, one, like in that moment, I just close my eyes and I say, like arigato, like to to like this act that I'm able to like thank you to this thank you to this money, for letting me do this thing, whatever it might be, and he said develop like that was he's like that was his secret you know anytime he someone gave him money like he received money or anytime he gave money to like buy something or even to anyone even like, if it's like a bill or a credit card whatever, bill or whatever, whatever so you don't is. you wouldn't associate just positive that, exactly just exchanging money he's always like he like takes a second he closes his eyes and he's like he appreciates it and he goes like he says arigato like to himself and he's like that was a secret too as well which, what yeah i swear to god done <laughs> yeah i'm like yeah that's it okay that's it? everyone arigato right now <laughs> arigato the fuck out of this shit exactly but it was such an interesting thing i think it comes back to it's all the stuff we've been talking about today it's all linked you know appreciation energies love like thanking people like respect like it's all it's all linked man it's all linked Wallah. to show you to to show you this um linkage Okay. There is also someone else who talks about you start your day mm. with, if you just start your day with three to five things that you're thankful for every, every single day, and that would change your life. But he's like, but most of us, what's his name? 
David Meltzer. Meltzer. David Meltzer. Um, I don't know if that's how you pronounce his name, but yeah, David Meltzer. Meltzer. Check him out. Okay. So David Meltzer talks about um, how if he, he's like, if I could leave anyone with anything, secret to success, secret to happiness, secret to whatever you want, yeah. you start your morning every day with three to five things that you're thankful for. That's it. That's it. And he's like, most of you guys will leave this TED talk or whatever, and like maybe you'll do it for five day, a week. At most. And mm. then a portion of those people who did it for a week will stop doing it by day five or day yeah. seven or day eight or day 10. And then most of you guys will stop doing it two weeks in. Yeah, yeah. And he's like, but you got to push through. He's like, the, the thank yous are something else. And then I, uh, within these tw- 21 days of uh, abundance things, mm. there was the uh, one element or one teaching that teaches you that whenever you pay something, mm. you when you take the receipt on the back of it, you write that everything I invested in myself will come back to me mm. seven times more. Thank you. Uh, and that's it. That's where no. That's uh, where that message came from. But it worked. Uh, no, I, I mean, I mean, I, I mean. Agree. Let's see, let's see, let's give ourselves time, and I'll check in when I'm a millionaire. Yeah. <laughs> for first, when I make my first million. Mm. Yeah. Well, for now, yeah. Yeah. <laughs> that's, exactly. That's so thinking. funny. I'm like, I'm like, where did this come? I'm like, I, I didn't think about, I didn't think in the moment, but I'm like, must, must have come from. It's so specific. Like, yeah. It's like, yeah. Why seven? Why not like nine? <laughs> like ten? Exactly. Why not a hundred? Like, why was it seven? But yeah, I don't know. I'm guessing there's some science behind it. Yeah. yeah. I'm sure there's. A, yeah. I don't know why it's seven. Yeah. <laughs> I'm sure there's. A, the, yeah. I don't yeah. know why it's. But I think so. Yeah. It's. A, they say odd. Odd numbers. It's an odd number, seven. seven? Yeah. It's not an even number. Yeah, no. odd numbers are a bit magical. Really? Uh-huh. That's I've never liked, never liked odd ones. I've always been more of an even guy. I don't know why. I look at it and just like, just looks wrong. I don't the know, so, odds? Yeah, yeah, I just get this feeling that's like... That's so weird. Mm. No, five is my favorite number. When, well, 25 is my favorite number because that's my birthday. But that, Okay, that's but not like, even. But like, it's just irrelevant. But like, like eight, for example, when I think of the number eight, I don't know why I look at it, I'm like... Or like an even number. I'm like, oh, so complete. I don't know it's what it is. It's because it's called even. Yeah, it's so complete. That's it. If it yeah. was called something else, I don't think you'd think, oh, it's complete. I think maybe. it's because it's called even. So maybe. it's, it, yeah. you know. Actually, that's a good point. Maybe it's like a psychology maybe because, of naming yeah. it. That's it. <laughs> Whoever named it, the <laughs> terrible person. Yeah, yeah. Like, oh, no, he's, he's the uneven. <laughs> what would we call these? Odd. Odd, yeah. Because they're, they're weird. Yeah, yeah. <laughs> uh, how long have we been talking, man? I'm not sure. Two hours and fifteen minutes. Not bad. Not, not bad for episode one. Not bad at, not all. Bad at all. I am Trey on nerd. <laughs> I think we spoke about a lot of things today. I think so too. A lot of things. We uh, we started this not knowing what topic to speak of, and I think I think the topic for this whole conversation was probably uh, just I think like. All about, I think we talked about like mindsets, appreciation, energy, you know, love, all that kind of stuff. Trust. Trust, yeah. Trust, Growth, yeah. Trust, healing. Growth, healing, exactly as well. So I think we covered a lot. I think, <laughs> I think so too. we covered a lot. And this is how I want to start ending every episode. So if I ask you, my guess, what did you, I like to ask, what did you learn today? What can our view, the viewers <laughs> or the listeners take away from this? I learned about the book called 
Code of the Extraordinary, Code of the Extraordinary Mind, mm-hmm. and I cannot wait to start reading it. Okay. I also learned. Oh my! God, I learned a lot today, a lot. But um, I learned about how meditation can present to you an awareness mm. that you might have not have had before. Mm-hmm. Um in terms of the outcomes of what meditation brings to you. I also learned about how your gut can be, is it really your gut or is mm. it something else? Mm-hmm. I learned about how you can, how frustrating it can be to, to, to think that you've progressed from something, but you actually yeah. haven't because it's a lot bigger than, than what you've done so far and there's more work you need to do. Mm. Um, I've learned about the importance of vulnerability um, I've also learned about how much you can learn if you just take a moment to to talk, to talk, yeah. to talk shit through, yeah, yeah, to really talk stuff through. Um, I've also learned about I, like how taking moments in your life, key moments, and kind of putting them somewhere where you can go back to reference to them, reference. so that when people ask you the question, you can go back where you're so I think a bit more cherishing of moments that are important and moments mm. that have marked you yeah. and cherishing them because mm. they're memories and they slip away and they go and now I feel like I owe my memories a bit more and I'm like wait 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 yeah, let me yeah. like I'm gonna go yeah. back and write them out a bit more and yeah, yeah. I feel like I've neglected mm. important memories when when they're it's so wonderful that I've lived through that like how lucky am I so I want to cherish every single moment and I feel an super grateful like i'm i have like a rush mm. of good vibes in yeah. me now that's amazing mm-hmm. well i wanted to i want to take this chance to because i learned this from uh what's his name lewis house does this uh he's has a podcast called school of greatness it's great and what he does at the end of each episode which i loved is he always acknowledges his guest so to that extent <laughs> <laughs> i'd like to acknowledge you guys first of all thank you so much for coming on the podcast and supporting me and being the first person i want to thank you for being so open with me uh so honest for teaching me giving me a new perspective on energy showing me that there's probably a lot more things are are linked together that i didn't think were before and just thank you for being you know you And, and that's it man Thank you so much. <laughs> Thank you for giving me the platform. Thank you for listening. Thank you for valuing me as a person and valuing my point of view uh, and hearing me out yeah. and giving me an opportunity to walk away with something that will help me. I so hope so. Your hope is checked off. My <laughs> checked friend. off. Okay. Check it off. That's one. <laughs> <Yeah>. <laughs> Many more to come. So. Once again, I thoroughly enjoyed this. Amazing. I'm glad. Thank you so very much. I'm glad. I'm glad. So it's everyone listening. Uh, I hope you guys enjoyed it as well. Uh, And, you know, I hope you guys learned something. And if there's any questions you have about the books we talked about, uh, like the podcasts, the like the like any of the speakers that we mentioned, just hit me up. We'll walk you through it. And that's it for now, guys. We'll see you again in the next episode. And as always, hope it helps. Peace.